Hi, this is Larry Hama, and you're listening to Star Joe's Podcast. From days of long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. Podcast episode seventy nine. When do I eat the magic corn cob shoe? I'm your host Ryan, and I'm Chuck, and I'm confused. <laughs> uh, welcome back, everyone. Yes, the corn corn cob. Corn cob up the ass, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Welcome. <laughs> now Which, bend over. <laughs> um, shit. Lot. Lot. Yeah, lot. <laughs> Where do you even start? <laughs> well, I thought that was appropriate to start with something that crazy, since this is gonna this is gonna be a long ass episode. Yeah, we're sorry. <laughs> We have a lot of shit to cover. Just make this a two-parter. <laughs> and we have a lot of issues to cover. We have yeah. 36 fucking issues to cover. That's too many. Yeah, way, way, way too many. I don't think we're going to incorporate any more books. <laughs> no matter what comes out, we're not doing it. No more. We we're, can't. We're done. <laughs> we've we've covered it. We've covered our share. I figure we'll, we'll go over Baltimore in detail. So I, aside from Baltimore, what's been new with you? Uh, well... We, me and the wife just got back from the uh, anniversary trip. Congratulations. Thank you, thank N- you. What, nine years? Nine now? years, yeah. Wow, she hasn't killed you yet. Huh? No, no. Got past that seven-year itch. Yeah. So yeah. that's good, that's good. One more is ten. <laughs> <laughs> ten-year itch. Got yeah. any uh, plans for, for the ten-year? Like, any ideas of uh, Yeah, we're, we're looking at Hawaii. Oh, so. nice, nice. Yeah. Now, have you been there before? No. Okay, awesome. No, never been. Uh, we went, uh, we were supposed to go for our... Never left the mainland. We were supposed to go for our, uh, honeymoon, mm-hmm. 
And as you know, I got married four days after 9-11, and that kind of put the kibosh on that. Yeah, travel plans were a little, <laughs> little taken back at that so, time. So uh, we just did a bed and breakfast type thing in, like, Maryland. Okay. Uh, but we got everything reimbursed, so we were able to go for our one-year anniversary to, oh, okay, yeah. to Hawaii. And it is the most relaxing vacation I've ever been on in my life. Because, yeah. I mean, their whole... Their whole uh, economy is based on tourism. Sure. So they are nice as hell to you. They have to be. Right. Yeah, our so, one-year anniversary, we drove up the coast and we stayed in Maine. Nice. So it was nice, nice yeah. Uh, I just had my 11-year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. We went to the Poconos. And we're not married to each other. <laughs> no. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know how the 9-year, 11-year thing would work, but uh, we were married for two years and you didn't even know. <laughs> yeah. I was in a coma. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, the wife and I went to the Poconos, which I've never been. Uh, I know you've been several times. We've been a couple times, yeah. And, uh... That's nice. It is very nice. Uh, I will say the... Not to judge a book by its cover when you go there, Hmm. because it is... On the outside of the building, it's very dated. It looks like a hotel. Yeah, it looks like a little motel or something like that. Now, when you get in the rooms, it's very nice. Yeah, they're different, yeah. Yeah. Now, we had... There's uh, different themed rooms. You can go inside and yeah. amenities. Yeah. We uh, got not the top of the line room, but probably the next level right under that. Okay. And had a swimming pool in the room, uh, Had which was freaking awesome. Had yeah. a sauna. Jacuzzi. Yeah, yeah sure. jacuzzi. It was awesome. Uh, had that. Had my birthday. Yeah, happy uh, birthday. Thank yeah. you. I turned 37. Wow. So, uh, got some awesome... Uh, old. Yes. Got some awesome Star Wars art books. <laughs> and uh, got Supernatural Season 7 on DVD. Ah, uh, too bad. And got a... No, not too bad. It's a good show. Uh, got a another Muppets Palisades figure from my parents. Another one? Another one. The shelves are up in the room. What did you not have? <laughs> it was a, a one of two versions of Christmas Rizzo. Dude, I don't even want to hear it anymore. <laughs> Yeah, the shelves are finally up in the studio. Not all the figures are up on them, but no, but there's a good, a good there's a good amount done. Good portion. So yeah, yeah. You, you were hard at work. You were busy I was. doing it. Yeah. Those things were a bitch to put off. Get any more of those file cards done? No, 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 no. no. All right. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is you every fucking time. It's like well, that I one episode some... you said I'll, I'll have all these done by the next time we record. Or I will have Sunday. I will have them done by the end of the year. I changed. <laughs> <laughs> I modified it a while ago, and you know oh, okay. that. Okay, okay. Um, the file cards in the Hall of Fame will be up by the end of the year. Oh, and the Hall of, uh, and the Hall of Fame. Oh, gee, that's just a blatant lie right there. <laughs> Every time you're like, you're never going to have those shelves up. Boom, the shelves are up. Oh, well, now what about those file cards? <laughs> you know, fuck you. <laughs> you know when I said the shelves up, I meant up and display. No, you said the shelves are up. The shelves are up. There is one, two, three, four shelves. Right. One of them is completely finished. Yes. With one. figures and everything. Yeah. One is totally empty. Right. One has one item on it and another item I put there. <laughs> and the longer one is halfway done. Right. Well, the the longer one has my Muppets Palisades. It has all the play sets on it. Yeah. With some figures. Not all the figures that I'll be able to put on there. And I certainly won't be able to fit all of my Muppets Palisades figures on those no. shelves. No, you won't. But uh, I have another shelf in the closet yeah. set aside for more Muppets. You should keep palisades. all your Muppets in the closet. No, no. I like having Shouldn't them. Shouldn't let up. that freak flag fly. I like having them displayed. <laughs> but I spent some time putting all the Batman Arkham City figures yeah, up. Yeah, there's, there's a bookshelf here with Avengers on the top of it right. and Arkham City Batman and on the shelf. Those were never up before. No, no, they weren't. No. So I spent some time. Sure. 
And plus, I had to open all these damn figures. Oh, that's a lot. That too, yeah. Batman shelf, none of those figures were open, other than one or two. Yeah. That took two hours just because I had to open the figures, undo every little uh, fucking let's, twist. Let's, let's be all cry because Ryan those, had to open toys. Those fucking little twist ties. Uh, Ryan had to open toys. Everybody. I'm just explaining why it took time. All right. And it's going to take more time. Um, you got a couple more sideshows to add. You yeah. Got, you bought a couple more to add to the collection. Yeah. I got uh, the Shadow Troopers up, though, from yeah. Baltimore. There's um, a Yoda still somewhere around here. And a Yoda and a Zartan. And a Zartan, up, yeah. To put up, so. So there's Flint and Zartan, and there's a Shadow Trooper and a Yoda. And I was very methodical when I when I got them because I have a good guy Joe and a bad guy Joe, and I have a good guy Star Wars figure and a uh, bad guy Star Wars figure. So I got a good balance on both sides. Yeah, your feng shui is working. <laughs> um, the only other thing I want to mention birthday-wise, uh, just because it was something national. Write it down, my birthday next year. No, no, no. Uh, my mother-in-law had her 70th birthday. And I just wanted to mention the jumble thing real quick. Oh, okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, my, my wife had basically put together 70 days to 70, and she reached out to... Family members, friends, businesses my mother-in-law likes to attend, everything else, and said, could you please send a card? Every day my mother-in-law got a card or a note from somebody 70 days before her birthday up until her birthday. Uh, Well, one of the people she wrote to is my mother-in-law loves to do the jumble in the paper. And she wrote to those guys, and the guy said, well, I think we could do one better than just sending her a card. What he did was on October 3rd, him and his business partner do the jumble but they don't do the jumble just for the plain dealer they just do the jumble and then newspapers all across the country pick it up it's syndicated it's syndicated sure uh a thousand plus newspapers they did a jumble for my mother-in-law uh it they did caricatures of my mother-in-law and my wife and my wife was uh had was holding a cake in the picture that said happy 70th birthday and my mother-in-law is is saying my wife's name to her and says, you know, you know how sweet or whatever. Uh, and then the next day, Michael Heaton, who, for those of you who don't know, he's a writer for The Plain Dealer. His Michael sis- Keaton? No, Michael... He's Batman! <laughs> I'm Batman. No. Different. Michael Heaton. Oh, Heaton. Yes, Heaton. Uh, isn't that Patricia Heaton? Isn't that... That's her brother. Oh, okay. That's yeah, yeah. just what I was going to say. Patricia Heaton from Everybody, Everybody Loves Raymond. Raymond. The she played yeah. Deborah. Yeah. This is her brother. Her dad used to work at the paper. Yes, Chuck okay. Heaton. Yeah, and sports guy. Yes, right. Uh, so Michael's carried on the family tradition of uh, writing for the paper, and his sister decided to go become wealthy, become rich and famous. <laughs> but uh, the everybody loves. Raymond. He calls my he calls my wife up, and he calls my mother in law up, and does a phone interview with them, and then that was in the Thursday paper. Uh, in the front page of the Metro section. Look at that. Which was pretty freaking awesome. Sure. So we did that, plus... Uh, so your wife's a little celebrity now? She's a little ce- celebrity now. Did uh, knock her down a peg, bring her back to reality yet? No. Okay, no, well, that's good. No. She's she, grounded. She deserves it. She's grounded. She, she, well, she, she deserves some recognition already, so... Uh, the other thing tied into Baltimore, which we're about to get into in a second, is Adam and Comfort drew a picture of my mother-in-law as a superhero. Okay. That was one of her gifts from the family. Nice. Uh, so, so that was pretty awesome, so... Yeah. So uh, that's that's all the birthday news, all the things I've been up to. Uh, so want to get into some Baltimore talk? Yeah, we might as well. <laughs> There's a lot to cover. There's some debauchery there. All right, so uh, I figured we go to Baltimore. 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 
I figured we'd go uh, day by day. Hour by hour. Hour by hour. By hour. All right, when we so, first got there. So when we first got there. Well, first, uh, we drove down with, it was you, Nick, which is Wolfman Z on the forums. Right. And myself uh, driving there. It was about a six-hour drive. Yeah. Roughly. It didn't seem that long, though, to be honest with you. Well, no, because you weren't driving. Right. <laughs> you, you would think you were driving by the way you constantly were telling me how to drive, but... Right. <laughs> you guys have to understand, if I'm 50 feet away from a car, Chuck thinks I'm ass deep in the car. Or balls deep, balls deep. <laughs> balls deep, I'm sorry. Balls up the ass into the car in front of us. So, um... Anyways. Anyway. So, we get to Baltimore... <laughs> Baltimore sucks, by the way, for driving, because it's one-way roads everywhere. I found it to be quite enjoyable. Yeah, you weren't driving in it. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we got to the Hyatt Regency, which is connected right to the, the convention center. It was a nice hotel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not up to your standards, evidently. Well, I, I thought you it would w- be a little nicer. walked in the room, and you're like, this is it? I thought it would have been a little nicer. Wow. I, I told you, next time you get, just saying. you get to book everything, and Fine. you get to drive. Because I'm going to sit there and complain about everything for you. <laughs> which okay. which basically means that if I'm leaving it up to you, we're not going to have a hotel room. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> or I'm going to pay $300 just for me. Where are we staying? I, just fold the seat down in the car. Let's go. <laughs> Get close. Uh, Get a blankie. Almost did a spit take. Get the Snuggie. Um, anyways. I got one Snuggie. Get in here. <laughs> no. Yes. I'd rather freeze. So, anyways, we got there, got situated. I had to go pick up Alan, yeah, who was our yeah. fourth person uh, in the, in the room, because basically what happened is Alan was going to be sharing a room with four other guys. Did he that, come down from New York? He came down, I think, from New York. Okay, I'm not sure. He was on the train, though. Right? Alan, let us know. I, I think know, it was New York. I know you listen. So. I think it was New York. I'm pretty sure. Um, so he came down on the train, though. Yeah, I he text you know texted me that he was he had arrived, or no, it was through Twitter. I never, I never, I gave him my cell phone number, he never gave me his, and then he realized, he's like, crap, I should have gave you my phone number. <laughs> so, I had to contact you once I got to the train station, because I was like, I have no idea what this guy looks like, uh, and I have no phone number to call him at. So, you looked on Twitter and saw that he actually did give his phone number on Twitter, yeah, yeah. I already left the room, though. So. Should have just held up a big poster, Alan. <laughs> yeah. Well, I thought, he probably knows what I look like, so I got out of the car, and I'm standing there, like. Kind of like looking around. Yeah. And she's yelling, Alan. <laughs> right. Alan. So, um, so I picked him up yeah. and gave, uh, gave him a ride back to the room. Uh, then Friday night, we were going to Chris Campbell's house. Ah, uh, CampbellCon. It was, yeah, affectionately known as CampbellCon because he gave away a lot of comics that night. He did. And a lot of other stuff. VD. Right. <laughs> no. Uh, well, there was a, he, his, his wife is beyond gracious. Yes. The smell of nerd is still in that house. Um, Absolutely. Keith pooped on the floor. Someone pooped on the floor. <laughs> Keith. A um, lot, of, lot of drinking, a lot of eating, a lot yeah. of smoking, a lot of good times. Good, really uh, nice. really good, nice. uh, good wings. Really good wings, yeah. Uh, I know Chris felt bad because he felt like he didn't order enough, but I... I was fine. I was fine. Yeah. yeah, I think I had five or six wings, and I yeah. had some celery, and I, that the way I'm yeah, right now, like, I didn't want any more than that. Well, there was like other things. There was like chips and yeah, and I mean, stuff I, yeah, like I was hummus and whatever. Let's put it this way: I walked out of there, I wasn't hungry. No, I was fine. Yeah, I was pleasantly full. Yeah, I was, so. I was, I was okay. 
A lot of beer, um, a lot yeah. of comics. Yeah. Um, I didn't. I had a very little bit to drink. I had a little bit of vodka that night because I knew I was driving. So, but you had more. Oh, of course. Well, I drank more the next night. Oh, sure. So, <laughs> um, and he posted on the forums. He was giving away a lot of stuff to try to thin out the collection. Right. If anybody wanted it, let him know. So. Uh, you got a, a few things that you, uh, at least one thing that you got to read, which is... Uh, no, I read a couple. I, he gave me a, a Spider-Man trade and an Iron Man trade. I read the Iron Man trade. Oh, okay. Demon in a Bottle. Nice. I, it was really good. It was I, honestly, I honestly have never read that. Well, I'll let you borrow it. Cool. It's it's kind of dated. You know, yeah. But it, it's okay. It's a classic Iron Man story. Sure. Though. It's really good. Um, then I got some comic issues. Uh, six issues of uh, Green Arrow. Right. Year one. Not read that yet, but I did read the 12-issue Justice right. comics. What'd you think? It was really good. Yeah. Uh, the ending was kind of rushed, I felt, yeah. but it was, it, it was good. It, I think, and I mentioned this to you, I, I think you agreed with it. It's like, for anyone who grew up with Super Friends, it's kind of like what G.I. Joe Resolute is. It's it's like Super Friends Resolute. It's it's more grown up. Yeah. Um, more gritty. Yeah. Definitely more gritty. It just, when I was looking at the issues, they came out, I think, every other month. Yeah. So maybe they kind of rushed it to finish it. Yeah. There was know. a lot of loose ends, because I chunk read it, obviously. Yeah, yeah it's really been a while since out. I read it. I have the Absolute Edition. I did pick up the issues as they were coming out, which basically meant I had to read the previous month to read the current month's issue, yeah. because two months go by, you kind of forget what was happening. Yeah. Um, when John Thurman also brought a box of comics for everybody, so yeah. went through uh, that, got a couple things. I there. got some uh, Ghost Rider issues that I needed. Yep, um, yep. I know he set aside some Spider-Man issues and gave to me, so that was yeah. really nice. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I got some Eagle Moss figures from oh, yeah. Chris Campbell. Yeah. Uh, I got the Dollar General figures yeah. from John at a very reasonable price, which was, it was basically the cost, the cost yeah. Yeah, uh, which is a lot better the dollar than Jones, what you yeah. were trying to screw me over with. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, I didn't get all the Dollar General figures because I wasn't I just wasn't interested in all of them. Uh, I didn't want the Duke. I thought it looked just very generic. Which is Joe, yeah. And then I didn't get the Cobra Trooper because he had already given that to somebody else. Uh, that seems the one everybody wants because they're troop building. Yeah, black and Cobra Trooper. I have enough Cobra <coughs> Troopers. I don't really need another one. And then uh, Grubzilla. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, came, and he had gone to Celebration uh, 6. Lucky duck. And he had picked up for me, which I had full intention of paying him for, but he picked up for me, there was a couple Muppets Star Wars figures. Yeah, you seem to be collecting those now. Yeah. You even bought a, one or two of those when you were at uh, the con. Right. Yeah. Well, those were the Disney Star Wars figures that I bought. Oh. There was a Mickey and an X-Wing. Yeah, yeah. This is the Muppets as Star Wars figures. Oh, so they're different, right? Totally. Different but the same. I got you. Um, but I, this they would, was, they would probably all fit in the same display of right cartoon people trying to be <laughs> Star Wars, right? I got you. So this was uh, Animal as Boba Fett and uh, Scooter as Lando, and then Link Hogthrob and Frozen in Carbonite. Yeah, I um, like that Scooter. It looks pretty pimp. Yeah, Scooter's pretty awesome. Uh, then he also picked up for me Rizzo as Yoda, <laughs> which I haven't opened that up yet, but. Uh, but I will. Yeah, the so, other ones are sitting right there on the desk. They're pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, Animal yeah. comes with two heads. Yeah. And uh, drumsticks as well as a blaster. Nice. So. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it uh, it was awesome. He was just like, yeah, don't worry about it. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that was the first night before the con started. Right. Exactly. So so that was awesome. So then we... let So let's get into... Uh, 
sitting around at the at the table. So we were sitting outside, and we were, oh. and we were all. I thought we were going to move on to day one of the. No, con. no, we're all talking and drinking. Yeah. And just to let you guys know, as far as from the recordings, I it was like we had five hours of tape. It was a lot, and that turned into about a two-hour show <laughs> because there was a lot I just couldn't use, or there was a you know there was parts I could use, but then it was like it was all garbled after that, and I was like, well, now I can't use that because you can't hear the finishing sentence of somebody. Yeah. So a lot of drunk people. Yeah. So the stuff outside around the table, you could hear a lot better. So there was a lot of use of that. The problem was when we were starting to do the trivia near the end, my battery ran out on my laptop. Yeah. So I didn't cut off the trivia for any particular reason. It just, the the computer basically cut it off for me. That's <laughs> what we had. Uh, I will say, and I'll give total props to him, uh, there was some Star Wars trivia after the Jaws trivia, and Eric Grabzilla on the forums kicked my ass. Oh, he knows his trivia, yeah. He knows his Star Wars. Well, he, he's in the 501st. Sure, sure. So he's obligated. So, yeah. He's obligated to know that. Yeah, know that I'm spread a little more thin these days. <laughs> yeah, you, you got many... Many, uh, many properties. Yes. So, um, <coughs> so I think we need to, to get a breakdown now of the discussion that came up, which is the Schwitz. Oh, I can't talk about that. No, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> All right, what do you want to know? All right, so here's the breakdown that I got from this. Here's the deal. I can't take you. No, Someone I don't want to. to take me, and I can invite you. I don't want to go. Oh. Nor, does, nor did anyone in that room. <laughs> it's very relaxing. No, I don't think I would ever relax once while I would be there. <laughs> I, I wish you guys could see. Chuck was, like, very into it and very... Trying to convince us of how how awesome this thing is. It is, and everyone in the room, their mouth had been had dropped, their eyes were bugged out, <laughs> and they're just looking at Chuck like, "You're fucking kidding me." <laughs> no, no. All right, so here's how I understand it. All right, you have to be in the know. Yeah, you got to be. In the you know. have to be invited by a Jewish person. <laughs> yes. Okay. So very Jesuit. Yeah. So. It's a Turkish Jewish. Well, I, I, it, it's more of a Jewish thing. I don't okay. think the Turkish like like a Turkish bathhouse. Well, you say in Turkish bathhouse, right? It's, it's just like a bathhouse. Okay. Have you ever seen Spartaca? Or okay. Spart- yeah. The way you were making it also sound. It almost sounds like one of those parties that all of a sudden you have to be invited to at a warehouse because the location changes all the time. It does not change. Okay. It remains the same. Okay. It's just no one knows about. If you about drive it. by this empty building, you will not know what it is. <laughs> okay. So it's an abandoned looking warehouse. That's what it looks like. Building, not a warehouse. Or a building, okay. Looks like an abandoned building from looks the like outside. A building. Okay. It's not abandoned. It's just a building. Okay. In the hood, in the ghetto. Okay. So we got that. No parking. Aren't all buildings in the ghetto look like they're abandoned? Yes. <laughs> all right. There's a big, maybe eight foot, nine foot fence all the way around. Okay, so you have to be like buzzed in to the fence? No, there's guards. There's guards that let you in. If and they you're open invited. the gate. Do you have to be on a list? No. Okay. And you, you go through the gate and park Then what stops me from just showing up? They will not let you in. But they, they know you. There's no list. Okay. They just know you. They just know you. Okay. So, they're armed, I assume. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I Yes. Sniper rifles and everything. <laughs> I don't know about sniper rifles, but... But you wouldn't see them. You wouldn't see them. There so. are gentlemen with concealed carry permits. Okay. Yes. So, you pull in. You go and you they park your car. No, you park your own you car. You park your car and you pay them to watch your car. Okay. You tip them. Right. Because they're outside. 
Right. Generously. Yes. I assume. Yes. Okay. So you, First of all, you don't go there unless you have money. Well, sure. I get that. You don't have money. I don't know what you were doing. I was invited. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, unless you're ready to drop like two, three hundred bucks, you don't go there. No, I'm not going to drop two or three hundred bucks. Honestly, I'm telling you that right now. So <laughs> Very relaxing. So anyway, I, no. So anyways, you go there. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you go into the building. There's like a main door, I assume. There's a little door. A little door. And but it means but it's your main door. It's the way in. Yeah, it's the way in. You go up some steps. A lot of steps. A lot of steps, okay. Um and then Maybe about twenty. Do you have to like give a secret code or anything like that? No. <laughs> like, you get it. You, like we you, were joking about. You get, is there someone that like greets you there as like a yes. receptionist or something like no, that? No. There's a guy. Okay. Not a receptionist, he's a guy. <laughs> and he gives you a lock okay. for your locker and a bar of soap. <laughs> Those little hotel bars so of soap. So you can drop it. <laughs> Shut up. So you can drop the soap no, later. so you can clean yourself. So you can drop the soap later. <laughs> Bubba. Can, oh, no, Billy. Wow. <laughs> we found out. So anyways, okay, so he gives you a little bar of soap. Yeah. little bar of soap. All right, so um, you then take, you, then you you go take your bar of soap and you take your lock. Yes. <laughs> which is the only item you're allowed to possess, evidently. Yes. <laughs> And you go into the locker room. And you get naked. Where there's a lot of cots laid out. Right. We, did, we went dark. over cocks, right? There's cocks. a lot of cocks laying around. And it's very dark in the locker room. Well, if you have the cocks out, you have to... Cots. You want it dark. Cots. Okay. Cots. Okay, and why you, is there cots, though? Because people are relaxing, sleeping. Okay, so you could go there and just sleep. Well, a lot of people, what they do is... They take a nap they'll, first. They'll have their... energy for this. They'll have their scotch. Right. Then they'll come back and, and they'll sleep pass out. Yeah. They'll sleep it off. Yeah. Right. Okay. Or they're relaxed and they just want to take a little nap where does, and they leave. Okay, is the scotch in the same room as the cots? No. Okay, so where did the scotch come into play? Right when you walk in, up the stairs. I'm drawing. I'm He's drawing scared. a picture that no one, none of you can see. Describe. You walk up the okay, stairs. Okay, go up the steps. There is the, the there's, desk. There's Hi, desk. here's your lock. Here's your keys. Okay, here's your soap. Right, move <laughs> on You're going to need this later. This are the room with okay. the cots. There's a big room with cots. Lockers. Through this way is okay. like a kitchen area with tables. Okay, so if you went straight past this, past yeah, the straight, main room where the, straight, the lockers yeah. were, you would come to the kitchen area. Right. Okay. It connects. Okay. Because these guys can pass steaks through this window here, and they could okay. eat here. Okay. So the kitchen area is where you eat also. Yes. Your steaks. The dining area. Your yeah. dining area. Okay. The kitchen and dining area. So you could go into the kitchen area, get your scotch. Yes. And then go into the room with the cots. And sleep. And sleep, or... Now rub one out. That's <laughs> frowned upon. Are you sure it's frowned upon? <laughs> yes. I don't think it is. Now on the way down, you would go down. Okay, so if you go past the room with the cots, no, you, you have to go downstairs. Right, but I mean, you have to go out of the room that has the cots. Yes, in the, you leave the room with the cots, but your lockers are in the room with the cots. Yes, also. okay, so you get naked in there. Yes, okay, and you wear your towel. And are you sure these guys aren't rubbing one out because they're watching you get undressed? (laughs) Never happened before. (laughs) And you go down the stairs. So you go down the stairs. Into what's known as the shower room. Okay. Right. Now you have to drop the soap. (laughs) Just like a regular locker room, there's poles in the middle. there's poles. With like different spigots and faucets on it. And there's also showers against the wall. If you're going to do your strip tease, you need need your pole. Don't you just listen. I am listening. This is You you played sports. You've been in a locker room, right? Yeah, I've been in a locker room. I don't know if soccer is a real sport, but you've been in a locker room. Oh, fuck you. 
Now, remember how the locker Wait, room... Wait, why is there poles, though? Is that where you no, hang your towels? No, no, no. The, 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 they're shower heads. Oh, okay. There's like eight shower heads or six maybe okay. coming off of that pole. So they don't come off the wall. There's both. Okay, there's both. Okay. Okay. Now, through the door. Where do you hang your towel? There's there's like uh, hooks. Okay. And there's benches. You can lay okay. on the benches. You can lay on the benches. Now. <laughs> Great. If you keep going straight past there is a big, giant pool of cold water. Okay. You just dive in and freeze your ass off. <laughs> Shrink your sack. And come back. Now, on the other this side... Doesn't, this doesn't sound very flattering when you come out, though. <laughs> no, it's not. It's You're not in your best position. Now, on the other side of the, the shower facility is the actual schwitz itself. Okay, so one side of the shower room is the p- cold pool. Cold pool. The other sh- side of the shower room... I'm going to take this... Drawing you're doing, I'm going to post it on, no, you're on not. Facebook. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm going to it's scan this in. Okay. Because then there's a steam room on the other side. And these are the the levels. Like the Okay, you were seat. talking about there was tiers almost like bleacher seating. It's right here. Like a high school would have. Right. So, so you like, go and there's high school cheerleaders laughing at you. That would be awesome. <laughs> there's two... No, it wouldn't if big, they're laughing at you. Two big oven doors. One is always closed. Because if you open both of them, you're going to You're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die. So why is there two then? That's the way the oven was built. I don't know. <laughs> so, okay, so you have a... I really don't question you a lot about you this. Have a big, you have a cool. giant oven. Do you cook anything in the oven, or is it just for the heat? It's just for the heat. It's, they, don't cook your, hot... they don't cook your steaks in there no, or no, anything? No, no, no. They, they have a grill up there. Okay. But you can take water and buckets and just throw it in there, and the steam comes off. Okay. Now, the higher you go up on the wooden... Uh, <laughs> the more gay you are. <laughs> the more intense the steam is. Okay. <laughs> And Billy sets up Chuck. Chuck, Chuck yeah, of course, Billy's at the top. Of course, Billy's at the top and that's the where Chuck went. <laughs> so Billy's up there, Cobra Commander's son. He's up there, and he's naked. Well, he's got a hat on. <laughs> I told you the Gilligan hat. <laughs> Is it like a banana boat hat? <laughs> no, no, it's like a Gilligan hat. Because it gets so hot. Because you're the skipper. Take, he'll take a big bucket of water. He'll put the water in there, and he'll just you know put the water on his hat, and he'll just. You're like, hi, hi, Gilligan. I'm the skipper, little buddy. <laughs> your little bell. I bet he's your little buddy. But he does stuff with your little buddy. Wow. So I was never so touched inappropriately at this place. I did he touch you? N- no. Don't no lie. No Don't hands lie. touched me. It, it was well, maybe like you know, like well, that pats or something. Yeah. But I mean, did, were you touched with a loofah? Okay. <laughs> Billy goes home and whacks off to you. You realize whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm not here to judge. All right. So anyway, I'm here to enjoy myself. So, and that's called the plaza, or what the was plaza, the yeah? The plaza is the rub down. The the well, in in with well, the happy ending. No, there's no happy ending. It used to be your the, happy the dead skin cells were rubbed off with grape leaves, so that's what it's called. But it, right. there's no grape leaves. There's a, there's a loofah. There's a loofah. So when you're done with your steam, you go back in, you shower off, you soap off, you can go for another dip in the pool, right. you cry, shower off yeah, again, you cry in the shower. <laughs> you go back in the steam, and then when you're ready, you go back up the stairs, you order the steak, it's 20 bucks. You go back up, up with the, the garlic. St- oh, so you have to go back up through the locker room. Yeah. And then you go into the, the kitchen, you order a steak. We order it right here, at the, the, where you got oh, your lock. At, where you got your lock. Yeah. You're, you turn your soap back in and say, see, it was... No, you, it was disposals. Well. There's disposals. They're okay. little, little bitty bars. They're not you, even wrapped. Do you have to, like, prove that you got a rub down from Billy before you get your steak? No, you, that's an optional service. You <laughs> then you, you order How much do you steak. tip Billy? You tip Billy well. How, how do you have any money? You, you're naked. It's all on the honor system. When you go and you leave... I'd say after you you drink and you, you eat your steak, you smoke your cigar, 
You go get dressed. You tell the man <laughs> what you had. One steam. I would, one steak. Personally. One Schwitz, Personally. It's per- all a cash operation. Personally. Well, sure it is. <laughs> they don't want proof of this. Mm-mm. <laughs> Personally, I like to eat my steak and smoke my cigar clothed. <laughs> well, I mean, you have a towel on, yeah. Can you eat, like, clothed, though? Like, completely cl- with clothes on? I've never seen anybody do that. Okay. Is it frowned upon? Because <laughs> I'm thinking I got a knife in my hand for my steak, right? They give you a knife. I would assume. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, some people have, like, a toga. <laughs> you looked at me like, knife. I'm not familiar knife. with the term. <laughs> What's a knife? I mean, some people wear a toga. I, oh, of course they. <laughs> Why would you not? <laughs> but most people just don't have a towel. But okay, and do, they, do you get the bring, Do you bring your own? Oh, toga? Oh no, no, they, they they provide. They can provide a toga for you uh, or a towel. Okay, or if you're a bigger guy, bed sheet. <laughs> I'm thinking I'd go toga. <laughs> At least I feel like I have some more clothes on. Because I'm At there. At this point in the time, I'm there with well, I, Yeah, of course. Right. If you're even doing this, you probably don't really freaking care. But if anybody out there listening to this has ever played any kind of sports, you've been nude, naked, not in eating, a locker room, not eating a steak and smoking a cigar, in a locker haven't. room with a bunch of other guys. Sure, that's all it is. No, it's not. Because <laughs> I've never gotten a rub down from one of those guys. That's not true. <laughs> and I've also never gone and eaten a steak naked with those guys. With a knife in my hand. I don't want a knife in my hand Have when I'm naked. Have you never eaten anything in a locker room? Power I, bar, candy bar, Gatorade, anything? I, no. Really? No. Even at half, like, there's halftime in soccer. But I'm never naked. Yes, there's halftime at soccer. Really? Yeah. Never knew. They never give you, like, Gatorade or... You don't go in the locker room, though. Little power bar things or... No. Yeah, nothing. yeah, you do, but I'm not naked when Orange I Orange wedge, nothing. Yeah, yeah, not when I'm naked, though. I generally don't eat when I'm naked. <laughs> Do you guys ever, like, have, a, like, a soccer game where it's, like, really rainy, muddy, or to do that play? Sure. No, we play in the mud all the time. In? Yeah. Don't you ever go back in at halftime maybe put, like, a dry shirt on? No. Okay. There is no in, in there's no stadium. It's not like football where you come charging out. We're out in a field. There's no place to go. You stay wet and you stay muddy. And then well, you go out second half and you play. Again. Even when we play football, some of the guys would take their shoulder pads off and they're... Well, that's because football players put, are pansies. That's why. Well, they would have a, a wet t-shirt on and they would take it off and put a dry right. one on and put their Because you're a bunch of pussies, on. right. That's why. Wow. Seriously. <laughs> we play... Let's cover these issues. We play staying wet. I bet you did. <laughs> I don't... Dog. I don't... No, I'm not the one going eating naked with men <laughs> and getting a rub down. All right, so then you... So then I'm you eating my steak. So you I'm eat smoking my steak. What kind of steak is it? Well, it's a nice cut. Is it like filet mignon? Or is it... No, it's like one... It's like um The porterhouse? Porterhouse. Okay. It's all one standard cut. I, li- I like me a good it's porterhouse. It's about, about yay thick. About two, three inches thick. Two, three inches thick. Okay. And you can have it with... <laughs> I bet it's two, three inches yeah, thick. Yeah, you can. <laughs> a mayonnaise jar. I'll tell you that right now. You can have garlic, crushed garlic on top of it, or no okay. garlic. Okay. They'll cook it to order. And, like, it's like community. Everybody brings something, you know, different. Some guy <laughs> like will bring a, a loaf of fresh not bread. Not like community I ever know. Somebody will bring a loaf of fresh bread. Somebody oh, will bring I some, bet they bring a loaf. <laughs> somebody will bring cheese. Somebody will bring grapes. Somebody will bring um, wine or something. Did you bring anything? <clears throat> uh, sometimes we would bring cigars. Uh, my boss... <laughs> oh, right, because you've done this multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we would bring, um, like, Helvarti cheese. A okay. nice Helvarti. Okay. And he would pick up uh, some Jewish bread. Um, what the fuck's it called? Because heaven forbid you should bring Italian bread. No, you don't bring it. <laughs> um, what the fuck is it? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Hala. The un- Hala? unleavened bread? No, challah bread. Okay. 
I think it's how it's pronounced. Holla. I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't go to the Schwitz. <laughs> All right. So then, do you haven't lived? So then you've eaten. No, I've lived. <laughs> I think I've lived better without going to the Schwitz. Um, so then you leave, and like you said, you tell them what you had. You tell them what you had, and you pay for it in, in the cash, and okay. then you go down and you get your car, and then and and, and then <laughs> and then you go home and crank one out. <laughs> well, then you go home and you're so tired, you just go right to bed. You're so relaxed; wow. it's ridiculous. Wow! And you can even go after you have your honestly, after you have your scotch or whatever you're drinking. Right, it's a big. Oh, scotch I would place. need a lot of scotch. big scotch. Place. <laughs> like I've had thirty year old scotch in here. You go back downstairs and have another and a seventy year old man. <laughs> There's no girls in here whatsoever. Well, I understand this. <laughs> this is the problem with it. And you can you can go and get your scotch. I think it'd be better eat, if there was women. Come there. down. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it'd be a den of sin. Then it would be what you're insinuating. Well, then it then it'd be something worth going to. <laughs> um. All right. So that, had a good time. So that was just fits. <laughs> That was the Schwitz. I wanted to clarify what it was. Yeah, so. all right, moving on. So We should just call this episode the Schwitz. <laughs> Chuck takes a Schwitz. <laughs> not in this room, you're not. <laughs> Schwitzing with the Chuck. That's what Keith did on the floor. All right, so then we left CampbellCon. Uh, wow. <laughs> Still on before the con actually right. started. So then uh, Saturday morning, I woke up early to go pick up Dean Stahl uh, yes, at did. the bus station. And Nick and I got up, uh, got dressed, ready to go, yeah. showered up. Then we went to we walked down the street a little bit to a McDonald's. Yeah, had some breakfast. I found out that I dropped uh, Dean Stall off at the wrong hotel because who knew that there were Sher- two Sheratons five blocks from each other, and that he wouldn't be staying at the one that was right next to the convention center. Well, you would have to blame either Daryl Taylor or Rock who right. booked the room. Right, I don't blame Dean. No, no, I blame them. Yeah, let's blame Daryl. Yeah. <laughs> so I had to go pick him back up. And then drop them off the right hotel, which meant I did not get to exercise that morning. No. Which pissed You me ate off. like two or three bites of your breakfast and threw it in the garbage and you're like, let's go. <laughs> right. And then, well, and actually just to preface also, before I came and picked you guys up on Friday, I did go run that morning to make sure I kept up with my exercises. Whatever. Like so I, Nobody cares. They do. Um, <laughs> the people have been very supportive. Yeah, whatever. So then we go to the con. To pick up our badges. You and I went to the well, go pick up our press yeah, passes. Me, you, and Nick walked over. Alan wanted to go a little bit later, so right. he was you know, taking a nice, relaxing morning. Sure. So all three of us walked over together through the walkway they had. Right. Nick hooked up with Rock from what he was telling me and waited in line with Rock. Yeah. And you have to admit, it was nice being that freaking close to the convention. Cause we it was came, great. We came back to the room multiple times to drop shit off. It was great. It was really Rather nice. Rather than yeah. to carry it all, all the True. time. It was really nice. And we, we went in, got our press badges, and then... Nick had to go wait in line. Nick had to wait in line until they opened. Right. So... Uh, with Rock. Yeah. So then you said, well, let's see if we can get in. And I'm like, well, I don't want to get kicked out. And I was like... <laughs> Before it even started. Play it cool. Act like you've been here. Which I did. And just go. Which I did. Which you did. And you... I went held up, your hand. You, no, you <laughs> did not. So we went up to the one lady and uh, that was guarding the front. First of all, <laughs> there's multiple guards at the front, security people. They're just right. con volunteers is what they are. And they're, they're packing. you gotta pick your you got to pick your victim. So you go to the elderly one. The elderly woman. Yes. Who obviously doesn't even know what a convention's all about. So I'm like... Excuse me, do you know where table A15 is or whatever? Well, first she A51. Yeah, well, first you said, you start walking in and she, she stopped us and she says, I'm sorry, do you have a table? And you said... I'm like, yeah, I'm looking for A51, do you know where it is? Or A52 or whatever. Whatever, I just made yeah. up something. 
And, and she goes, and I, she, I don't know. She's like, are you exhibiting your... Pr-? I'm like, yeah, right here. I well, you said we're, we're press. And she says, yeah. does that mean you have a table? And you were I'm like, like, yeah, yeah. you're 51. Where's that? <laughs> She's like, oh, it's in here somewhere. I'm like, okay, bye. So we went in. Yeah, we kind of scammed our way in early. So uh, we were there like 8.30, roughly. Uh, convention open at 10. Yeah, roundabout, yeah. We kind of just walked around. We walked around. Kind of scoped out where everyone people, was. Yeah. yeah. Met up with John, uh, yes. who was there early. Um, I can't remember who else was Somehow there. Somehow Chris Campbell got in a little Chris early Campbell too. got in early. Man has connections. Yes. So we kind of just scoped where everyone was. Did not want to push our luck by trying to get on anyone's sketch list as early yeah. or anything like that. Um, frown upon to go up to these people and say, hey. Right. But we kind of scoped where everyone was. Yeah. Uh, and then the convention opened. And yeah. uh, Hama and Trimp were both late coming to their tables. Hama not too late. No, he was only about 20 minutes later, yeah. so Herb was over an hour. Over an hour. Yeah. Well over an hour. Um, <laughs> I forgive him this one time. <laughs> and uh, Shannon came late, too. Shannon was even later. Um, gallant. Yeah. And uh, let's see. Well, we well, I put her name down for Larry. Right. For a sketch. And, then and I, was, I was second because there was a little boy. I was originally first. Right. And there was a little boy waiting there just to get his trade signed by Mr. Hama. Right. And then I left and went to go over and talk to Shannon because he was there. And then I came back, and there was nobody else waiting there for Larry. So I let the little boy, who's going to let me back in line first. I'm like, no, no, man. You waited here. You're first. Yeah. So, but I just wanted a sketch, and you have a couple things signed. Yeah. So by the time Larry came, came back, he signed a little boy's book as he was setting everything down. Right. He signed my A Real American Hero uh, number one and Special Missions number one issue. Mm-hmm. He signed two action figures for me. And I put our names down for sketches. Right. And gave him my sketchbook. He did not put it in a sketchbook. He just drew it. <laughs> Whatever. There you go. Larry Hama, I forgive you. And I uh, had a stalker. I had a flint. And you had flint drawn by Larry. Right. Because I was like, I might as well get my favorite Joe drawn by the man. Yeah. So. Why not? And then we went and got on uh, Herb's list. Right. Which, which we were not first. No. But. Uh, like third or fourth. Grub helped inform us that Herb had arrived. Yes. Uh, he texted me and said, hey. Trimps here. <clears throat> we were uh, talking to Shannon, I believe, at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So and then we, we got, bolted, and which wasn't too far away. No, it was so, really close. Yeah. So we got got in line, uh, paid for our our sketches from Trimpy, and got on the list as far as who we wanted. Um, I got Beachhead. Yes, and I got I got Flash, the right. Jojo Flash. Right. And I I was gonna get Dusty, but then Grub was gonna get Dusty. And I'm like, I don't want to get. We were both in line together. I'm like, I don't want him to go like Dusty and Dusty. He's gonna because he's gonna do a good job on one. Yeah. He's gonna do a shitty job on the I'll other. I'll just photocopy this one, and you guys can fight it out, right? Um, so then we started looking at other artists, and yeah, and uh, Don Rosa them. was right by Herb Trippy, so right. I signed my uh, RHP companion book, yeah, my <laughs> RHP. Um, so that was cool, and it was hilarious because he on that he crossed out Walt, Walt Disney. Disney. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I got Mark Wade. We both went and met Mark Wade, who Mark had Wade, no yeah. line. No, no. And he signed my Absolute Kingdom Come. Yeah, and, and signed uh, the Daredevil trades I brought, so that was yep. cool. And uh, we met uh, John Callis over at Blue Milk Special. Yes, from... Uh, oh, Jesus. From Master's Cast? Master's Cast. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell's the name of that podcast again? Master's Cast, yes. The podcast you you supposedly say you listen to? I do. Uh <laughs> The first He Man and She Ra podcast. So, uh. Master's cast. Yeah, so we met up with them, and I think it was over there that we ran into JP. Well, yeah, he, he kind of, yeah, he kind of, uh. 
Well, we, we ran into him, and then we went back over and talked to Shannon a little bit more, and then I went back. Right. Because I, I wanted to introduce him to, uh, yeah. to John. And then he showed John his She-Ra print, and John went over and bought one. Nice. So, um, and then we also met, uh, artist-wise, super cheap and super awesome art from Andrew Griffith, who draws robots in disguise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, in fact, we might be having him on the show very soon. Yeah. Um, he drew me an awesome Optimus Prime for 20 bucks. Nice. Ink, full body, inked, everything, 20 bucks. Yeah. Uh, Didn't Grub get a Prowl or something? Yeah, he got Prowl, yeah. which was awesome. Once I saw the Prowl, I was like, I need Prowl. Do, do I need to get another one? Now I need chance. For it being 20 bucks, I was like, do I get more than just one? Yeah, there was a lot of uh, a lot of good arc went on. Yeah. I got a sketch from uh, Erica Hesse of Tila. Yeah. I posted, and I got a sketch of uh, Ram Man yeah. from Dean Stahl, our buddy. Yep. Uh, it was really nice. And then really Matt nice. Slade drew me a Leonardo on a cover. Yeah. And, yeah, that's, jeez, I got so many different drawings. Um, but, uh, got, uh, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo signed my Batman issues as well as my hardcover, uh, yeah, uh um, Court of Owls. Signed my hardcover too. Uh, Nick waited in line for him. Yeah. And I took his, uh, Killing Joke and waited in line for, for Brian, Brian Bolin and had him sign that. Yeah, I had my Killing Joke, uh, which I purposely went out and found a, a first printing of. To have Brian Boland sign that. And then I also had uh, Mark uh, Buckingham. Buckingham? Yeah. Lindsay Buckingham? No. Fleetwood Mac? Uh, the artist on Fables, one of the main artists on Fables, he signed my issue 100, which is the only single issue I ever bought of Fables. I usually get it in trade, but when 100 came out, it was 100 pages. I was like, that's basically a trade. Yeah. So I went ahead and bought the issue 100. I bought uh, Mouse Guard. Hardcover, the first one, and had him sign that. Uh, I had the hardcover, and I had David Peterson sign the hardcover for that. Yeah, and he drew a little mouse head sketch in yeah. it, so that was pretty cool. Uh, I bought the next two volumes of Mice Templar from Brian J.L. Glass, and he signed those and drew a little head sketch in those. Sweet. Um, I had Larry Hamas sign my G.I. Joe number zero. Nice. And my G.I. Joe Origins number one, because he did stories in both of those. Right. And those are the issues that I have a lot of signatures on. Yeah. And, of course, he drew it right on top of Snake Eye's visor. Nice. Instead of the blank black areas that he could have signed. But, you know, it's Larry. Larry, Larry Larry's allowed to do that. Well, Larry signed my number one of G.I. Joe, and so did uh, Herb Tremp. Yes. And then Bob um, McLeod, I think his name mm-hmm. McLeod. He signed a letter. Right. He signed it, too, on the bottom. So yeah. I've got all three on that one issue, so nice. that's pretty cool. And then I also had Larry sign my uh, issue 180 nice. uh, of Real American Hero, and I had Herb Trimp sign issue 180 because he did uh, the cover. Nice. And then I had Shannon Gallant sign 180. So I have the art, uh, two artists and the writer on it. Yeah, I had Shannon sign a bunch of copies of 180. I bought a bunch of them, and I'm just going to give them away to nice. people as gifts and stuff like that, so... Had Shannon sign a bunch of those. Yeah. So it's cool. I brought a bunch, but I just had him sign the one. Nice. So, uh, let's see. Uh, what else as far as from that day? I mean, there was just so much uh, going on. Oh, we I bought my first sideshow. Oh, yeah. Commander I bought, Cody. Bought a few. <laughs> Commander Cody, I got him set up. He's awesome looking. I, I, I want another one, like now, today. Yeah. It's awesome. I got a uh, Shadow Trooper. From Which is a Black Stormtrooper. Black Stormtrooper. Uh, and black armored. Black, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, he might be black under the hood. I don't yeah, know. his hair doesn't come off. I don't know. Yeah, um, it's irrelevant at this point. It doesn't. <laughs> I got a Yoda. Yeah, and I got Zartan. Yeah, you went and got a Jola so, too. Yeah, yeah. So, 
So I got a good balance now of good guys, bad guys for both Joe and Star Wars, right. and uh, those will all be standing up on my desk once I get them all put together. Yeah, I didn't buy any other um, action figures though. Uh, the only other ones I bought were those uh, Mickey and, uh, and the X-wing outfit, and there was one other. It was like Goofy, the, Goofy, at, yeah, Goofy as um, Darth Vader. Oh, okay. So I didn't have those. So yeah, I um I did pick up uh, the uh, Sergeant Rock. Was it Omnibus or or Hard Archive or something? Yeah, like Archive, that. DC yeah. Archive edition. Yeah, I didn't read that yet, but I, I picked that up. Some great Joe Kubert art in there. Yeah, and I picked up. Um, I did get two. I think a couple other trades. I yeah. don't remember what they were. Uh, yeah, Love and Capes. Yeah, I bought. Uh, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Um, I bought three of those, and I was talking to the uh, creator Tom Z. Last time I talked to Z, I, I'm. A, I don't want to mispronounce it, but... Um, and then I... I talked to him, and he's excited. He's a local guy yeah. from around the Cleveland area. And we're possibly going to have him on the show later on. So nice. It's really cool. I, I read through the first trade. It was really good if you're into... Um, it's a s- superhero comic book that deals more with the... Uh, the relationship. relationship side as opposed to the superhero side. So once again, the cold mountain with feelings. Wow. <laughs> it's really good. Um, it's really good. I'm sure it is. Uh, I'll probably check it out at some point. Yeah. Uh, and then we both met Jeremy Dale, who yeah. Oh, yeah. has done yeah. some G.I. Joe work, especially the issues that came in the comic two-packs, which yeah. I had the... I had him sign a couple of those issues I brought, yeah. Yeah, I had the uh, Tomax and Zaymod issue, which I had him sign, plus I bought an, a page from that issue, yeah. which had both Duke and Flint and Tomax and Zaymod on that page, and it was... Thirty bucks. I know that's the page I saw. I wanted, but yeah, you snapped on it. So I, that's cool. I, yeah, I jumped on it right that's away. Fine. Yeah, first dibs. <laughs> I know. Oh, um, then we got the page from Shannon, right? With well, the Star Joe's page. I was going to get to that. Uh, one thing I also bought from Jeremy Dale's. I bought a, his trade of his Skyward book. Okay, which is a, like a fancy one. I have not had a chance to read it yet. But, okay, but I look forward to reading it. And we're probably going to have him on the show at some point too. Awesome. Um, but yeah, then Shannon uh, actually gave us the surprised pages, us and, surprised yeah. us and gave us the pages yeah. to, uh, that had the Star Joes on there. Very gracious. Very and gracious. we Thank had you so much. Sir. We had already discussed ahead of time that we wanted to buy those pages from. Yeah, him. I sent an email to him like a month or so ago. Right. Yeah. So we knew what pages we wanted, and so we didn't act, have to actually fight because we both. Well, there were two with Star Joes on it. Right. One had Duke. There on was one, one you on wanted, one. and there was one that Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, yeah. and I wanted the one with Snake Eyes more so because of the Star Joe's poster in the background. I was like, I like that a little bit better. So that's why I wanted that page. So And the other one had uh, the two guys at the table with the Star Joe's banner at the table. Yep. The Tomahawk at the top and Duke at the bottom. And yep. That's the one I wanted. Yep. So worked out good. So it worked out well. Then um, we, uh, we wanted sketches from Shannon while we were there. Yep. Then he had a mishap with his hotel room, so uh, he said, oh, whole, to mail it to us. So yeah. They finally came in the mail. Next time we have him on the show... He, Very awesome one. Next time we have him on the show, he needs to tell the story of the hotel, what oh, happened yeah. at the hotel, because it's it's hilarious, and I just I won't do it justice. So. Yeah, there's a whole melee with that. Um, but, uh, but the sketches came in the mail. Sketches came in the mail. You had an Alpine sketch, which yes. was very great. It was awesome. Awesome. And he sketched Duke for me, which was total yeah. badass. And he did he did Alpine with his legs. Yeah. My only request to Shannon was, I emailed him, I'm like, I'd like a sketch of Duke, please. Just make it awesome. Yeah. And my request was, I wanted Alpine, but I wanted Alpine with legs. And he thought about pissing me off by putting him without his legs. <laughs> <laughs> but I told him I'd hit him. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so that was cool. Uh, we did take uh, some pictures while we were there. Yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of them have been posted. A lot of cosplay pictures, um, yeah. Sure. And then, 
And then uh, Nick, I, I'd like to give a personal uh, sarcastic thank you to. Wow. Because he took a picture when we weren't ready to take pictures with Shannon. And then he posted on Facebook and he says, looks <laughs> like Ryan is humping Shannon's leg. I thought you were. And one of my coworkers found it on Facebook <laughs> and made it her background on her computer for like a day when I wasn't even in the office. Nice. So the next day I get all these people going, Ryan, what were you doing in that picture that's on her desk? Yeah, why were you humping this guy's leg? <laughs> I don't know. So that's thanks cool. for that, Nick. Yeah. You really didn't have to post that picture or make oh, a Oh, then I had a picture it. of uh, you and giving Dave DeWanch an, an embrace. Yeah. Well, that one I... And that ended up on Facebook and many people made their rounds on that. Yeah. Well, that that was done in, in good taste. So. <laughs> With his tongue in your ear? Right. That... That I freely put myself out there yeah, for that's, that one. That's just Dave. That's my Dave. that's my bromance with that's Dave. Your bromance. That's your right. Little hard on. I got no problem with that. All right. Uh, the best was that while he's hugging me, he goes, he he wouldn't let go. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, he goes, okay, this feels good. Okay, it's feeling a little awkward. Okay, it's a little bit more awkward. Okay, now it's totally inappropriate. Okay, it's now it's, now it's feeling good again. <laughs> Nice. So, and we saw Sean Pryor there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw Pants. Yeah, we ran into a couple of CGS guys. Yeah. Pants, and we ran into... Um, Later on, Jamie D. Jamie D and Shane. And Shane. Uh, Shane. And, uh, yeah, talked with them for a little while. And uh, I gave Pants an issue of uh, Sledgehammer. Right. Number from, one from, from, the from 80s. Mike Gallagher for the crappy comic review. Right. I gave Pants a couple issues. It was Wolverine and Dupe because he... Was looking for those issues. He mentioned it. I had them. I was looking to get rid of them. Uh, here you go. He wanted them for the Darwin Cook art. I was like, well, here you go. I don't really... I don't want them. I don't really want these issues. So uh, he graciously took them. Uh, and then, I, like, afterwards, the, the, the con kind of wrapped up that day. And then we went yeah, out to... And it went till 7. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we, we went out to dinner uh, at... Uh, was it Tirnanog? Yeah. Which was a Irish pub. Yeah. Uh, good food. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, it was really uh, good. I had, I had a Reuben. three Long Island iced teas. I had a lot of the that nice ale, whatever yeah. it was. So three three Long Islands within an hour, I was feeling pretty good. You were you were <laughs> uh, you were and, good. And at dinner, it was uh, Grubzilla. Uh, John Thurman was there. John's uh, friend came by and stopped John's by. friend came by. There was I forget uh, his name. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Rock was there. Rock was the DC uh, Noise DC guys Noise guys. So Keith, Daryl, and uh, Mike Myers, and Barb, yeah. which is Mike Myers' wife, was there. Yeah. Um, Us, Nick. Uh, Nick was there. Yeah. Uh, if I forget anybody else, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I can't remember. If Mr. Was, T. Mr. T showed up. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and uh, he drilled you as far as, like, if you went to school and why you weren't in school and you said it was a Saturday and you said he was just testing you. Right, yeah. Wanted to know if you loved your mama. Passed Mr. T's test. Yeah. Uh, Mr. T was awesome. Best cosplayer ever. As far as staying in character, absolutely. <laughs> he never left character. Not even once. No. So we had, uh, like I said, great food was there. Uh, I really liked it. Yeah, yeah, I had, yeah. Um, and Good stuff. And had quite a few beverages. Uh, we left there, came back to the room. Oh, yeah, the ETM guys were there, too, but they were at a different table. They right. Were at a, yeah, down yeah. a little bit. Uh, they were leaving when we were kind of leaving. Yeah. Uh, so then we went back to the room. Yeah. And we had everyone come back with us. A room party, us. yeah. Had a room party. Uh, Victor showed up uh, from ETM. Yeah, with Jason. Uh, and uh, Bill did not come. No, he was... Bill, uh, Bill punked out. PW. Right. <laughs> Said he was tired, whatever. Right. Although we did have lunch with them that day at the con. Right. Uh, well, I mean, if you bring your wife to the con, obviously you're going to have some sex. So, 
Just goes without saying. Whatever. What? I, I don't think that's what happened. So, anyways, <laughs> probably not. Yeah, probably not. So we um, all hung out in the room. We gave away a lot of. Comics. Yeah, we gave away a lot of figures and comics and so, stuff like that. Yeah, like Mike was saying on DC Noise, he says he didn't have to buy a lot at the convention because he got so much from Chris Campbell's house and from our place. Yeah, he didn't need to buy anything. That's what Nick was saying. The same thing. He goes, "I didn't really." Yeah, because I, I brought back a ton of stuff. It's <laughs> like good, good, good. We wanted to get rid of it, right? So As uh, I'm sure Chris did too. Yeah. So and then Sunday was. Uh, Pretty low key, uh, you know, kind of wrapping up a few autographs that we wanted to get, picking up our sketches. Yeah, it was pretty much Sunday was spent chasing down sketches. Yeah, um, we left like four, four thirty, right around there. The convention ended at five. Yeah, we got out right when the Orioles and Yankees game let out, so <laughs> yeah. it took like an hour to get out of the city. Yeah, um, but it was yeah, it was it was a blast. I wish we could have stayed longer. It should have been a three day con. Yeah, I, w- I wish it would have been. Because the one thing I was disappointed about was, and it was disappointing myself, not disappointment in the con. Disappointment myself was I didn't do a whole lot of bin diving. I didn't either. And Sunday there was the one spot that you looked at when we had like a free couple of minutes. You went in and looked for some what Robin, Robin issues, issues or something like that, and I found almost every single one I needed. I found two Power Girl issues, and I didn't bring my list because I didn't think I'd be doing anything. Right. I left it at the hotel room. So they only had two, so I bought both of them. Turns out, I had one, so... <laughs> it was a box, so no big deal. Yeah. Uh, well, now so look for that in a future prize. That was the thing. I, I wish I had, like, saved some of my money and did more bin diving. So, yeah. But like I said, that was a disappointment of my own. That wasn't a disappointment from the convention. Right. So... I mean, overall, it was just awesome. I, I definitely know the next convention I go to, I'm going to do a little bit more bin diving, be, sure. find the issues I'm looking for. Probably going to do like kind of what Chris Campbell does, which is I'll probably do like one or two sketches and that's it. Yeah. Um, probably not going to do a whole lot of autographs, or if I do the autographs, I'm going to save that for Sunday. Yeah. Because I did a lot of that on Saturday, and then that kind of tied up my whole day. Right. Um, now, that was kind of relaxing because just to spin off of that, the next following weekend, I believe it was... Or the weekend after night, two, maybe two weeks was Mid Ohio Con, right? And uh, me and Nick went down to Mid Ohio Con. You were gone. Well, no. What had happened was the week right after Baltimore is when I went to the Poconos, and mm. so it was like the week after that. Was the right. week after that was Mid Ohio Con. I'm like, dude, I can't go to Mid Ohio three Con. weeks in a row. Yeah, yeah. It's just so yeah. We had a week off, too and you were in your anniversary that week. Then it was Mid Ohio, and then me and Nick drove down to Columbus, right? Uh, we met uh, Ken Diesel and Aaron, nice. Nice. so we always hook up with those guys, you know. Yeah. Travis on the forums. Right. Uh, Which, by the way, Travis, I have some, uh, I think it was for him. Uh, Special think, brownies? What? No, because I think he goes by Travaz on, Travaz, on yeah. the uh, forums. Uh, Chris, Travaz. Chris had some comics for him. Oh, you should have let me know. I took him so, down. Yeah, I didn't think about it. Uh, but he got a couple of uh, He-Man issues from Nick. He promised him there. So okay. we, we met. We hung out for, you know, briefly. I wish we could have hung out a little bit longer, but we wanted to get our sketches and stuff like that and get our sketchbooks. And he was kind of busy running to the car. And those guys were there early because he got on uh, Ramos's list, I think okay. he said. The Ramos. Yeah. yeah. And he got a nice nice sketch from him. Nice. But, um, yeah, they were going to go have lunch, and then we just never hooked up with him again. I wish we could have. Speaking of, of hanging out, this was the first convention where you and I did not spend much time together hanging out. No, we really didn't. Um, you were with... Well, I, I can only speak with who I was with. I was with uh, Chris Campbell and, and Eric Grubzilla most of the time. I was I was with multiple people at different times. It was like I wasn't alone. Yeah. 
I rare, unfortunately, I rarely hung out with Rock, which was unfortunate. I was with Rock. I was for, almost never with the DC Noise guys, other than Keith for a little while. Yeah, I was with those guys for a little bit. I was with Rock for a, a, an hour or so, maybe a couple hours. We were looking at some toys and stuff. I was with Nick for a little bit. I wish I could have you know hung out a little bit more. And then I was with um, uh, some of the ETM guys for some yeah. time. And yeah, I barely hung out with the ATM guys. Like I was with Chris and it for was a little bit, not for a lack of yeah, wanting to. I just with Grub for a little bit. We were walking around looking you for go, you. And yeah, you go look for some somebody. You wait in line for somebody, and the next thing you know, someone else is going to check out somebody else. And yeah, it's a just, lot of different. Yeah, um, but with Middle Hell, you got, like you were saying, we didn't go in with any autographs. Right. We didn't want to get any autographs, so it was real relaxing. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do that from now on. Yeah. Knock scooter over. Yeah. I'm going to do that from now on. Maybe one autograph instead of chasing down a bunch of stuff. Right. Um, I ended up getting a sketch of Orko. Right. Uh, which was really cool. I posted that. And I got a sketch of Skeletor, Skeletor. from this guy. Right. It was really cool. Um, but I got those two. Uh, Nick brought a sketchbook. And he started doing a Batman-themed sketchbook. Okay. So he had a guy do Batman for him. And he had uh, this one guy did uh, like a two-for-20 deal. Okay. He got um, Catwoman... And Harlequin. Right. And then he ended up getting this uh, other lady to do a Poison Ivy sketch. Yeah. So he's, he's like four sketch guy in one day book. <laughs> so that's him now. Sounds like he's going more, almost <clears throat> more for a bat, women of Batman. <laughs> well, he's, he's like bat, Batman universe kind of yeah. thing sketchbook. Yeah. So he said he wants to get a Joker and a Two-Face and a Penguin. And, nice. You know, so he's got that. He's working on that. That's cool. Um, I got a lot of back issues uh, for G.I. Joe. You found um, some for me. Yeah. The thing about it was that there were uh, like one or two places that had the 50 cent books, but they were on the bottom and they weren't in any order. You yeah. had to dig through them and I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah. If you're a retailer out there and you don't at least put your books in letter order, like they don't have to necessarily be in alphabetical order, but at least put like all the T's together yeah. or something like that. Don't expect me or most people to actually go through every fucking there long were, box that Yeah, you there have. was a couple people who had dollar books. But for the most part, like I was telling, you know, Nick, we were talking, a lot of them were just two dollars. Yeah. Two dollar books. That's because Wizard World is more it expensive. Might be, yeah. Um and there the, was a there was a Doctor Who uh yeah. place, Doctor Who store dot com or whatever. Yeah. Really cool. They had yeah. a, an actual uh Dalek there. So okay. that's pretty cool. Okay. Yeah, you have sure. no idea. Yeah. No. So cool. Okay. <laughs> um Dalek is that thing that looks like it's a sexual uh, toy or something like that. Yeah, the yeah, rib for her play. Right, exactly. Yeah. French tickler. Right. Exterminate, exterminate, exterminate. Sure, whatever. Yeah, okay. Um, uh, Nick bought a box full of Buffy figures. Okay. Opened. The guy wanted like five bucks a piece, and there must have been like ten of them. He goes, I'll give you 35 for all of them. The guy goes, okay. So all right. he got a box full of Buffy figures. Okay. I didn't buy any figures there, which was surprising. I huh? almost bought a... A Force Unleashed Clone Trooper for fifteen bucks, but I passed on it. Okay. Uh, then again, I almost bought some of the uh, Masters of the Universe mini busts. Yeah. Like the guy had like six of them, and I said he wanted the twelve bucks a piece. I'm like, I'll give you fifty. And he came back at me with sixty. And he goes, I'll meet you in the middle of fifty-five. I'm like, ah. I'm like, I just got wow. there. I don't want to drop all my money because then I. See, have I don't nothing. even know why you started negotiating because I don't I know. think you would have taken the taken them at the fifty. Because I would have been was... forced to to force my hand. Well, right, but the. It was a five dollar difference. I know, I know. I, sometimes I just like to bargain with people. I know, and then go. Nah, I'm good. Well, if he didn't want the fifty, I'm like forty. I would have hit you at a, at a retailer. <laughs> anyway, I ended up getting the two sketches, which were the most money I spent there. And then the comic books, obviously, I got a nice chunk of those. So I think I got all the GI Joe issues 
for the most part, I was looking for. There might be one or two off I needed. Did not get any real American Hero, the old issues. Yeah. Did, couldn't find any that I needed. Yeah. Other than they were like, you know, 10 bucks a piece or 12 bucks. Right. I'm like, ah, fuck that. Well, you found what, 155 was like how much? 100 was $100. The cheapest. Yeah. yeah. No, so, th- no, thank you. <laughs> I might be sending an email back to John, like, dude, uh, <laughs> let's work out something. Uh, I'd rather pay you than some retailer. Um, yeah, like I said, when it comes to a retailer, if your comics are not in alphabetical order, I'm not buying from you. I will walk right past you because I'm not going to spend my whole yeah. time looking through your books. Now, I'll bin dive if they don't even have to be in bags and boards. No. But as long as they're in some kind of some type alphabetical of alphabetical order. order. Yeah. Like I said, if I realize when you get to the S's or T's or something like that, it's probably a bitch because it's probably like multiple long boxes. But as long as all the all of them are together, all the T's are together, I don't want to be like coming across a Voltron issue, then a G.I. Joe issue, then a Spider-Man issue, then it's like... There's no rhyme or reason. No rhyme or reason at all. It's like, the second I see that, I'm like, I'm out. I was telling you, there's only like one place I saw that had like $5 trades and they were kind of crappy. Yeah. Like, I looked through the box and I didn't want any of them. Everything else was half off. Everything else was half off cover. Which is still good. Sure. Still a good price. But we're normally seeing $5 trades with the good stuff. But again, I really think that has to do with the Wizard World prices. I do too. When Wizard World took over... That convention, all of a sudden, prices went up for everything. Now, there was a guy there selling a bunch of old G.I. Joe stuff, and he had a flag. U.S.S. flag? Yeah, and he had a bunch of, like, action figures. Didn't even ask. Really? Didn't even ask. I would have asked just out of curiosity. The guy had ridiculous amounts on other toys and stuff like that. Right. So, I mean, he was charging ridiculous amounts of stuff, so... Okay, here's a question for you, totally off topic. I didn't want to hear, like, $500 for a flag, $800 or something. Let's say... It wasn't even in the best shape. It was kind of just, I just want to get an idea of where your your money love is level okay. is. Okay, because you would love to have a USS flag, correct? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Let's say you could, you were able to find one or, or snipe one or whatever on eBay, totally complete and everything. For let's say you got it for like two fifty. Wow, two hundred fifty bucks. You just someone was trying to get rid of one. No one noticed it. You were able to snag it for that price. That's great. That's okay. a good price. Yeah. Okay. Now. Someone offers you a thousand dollars for it. Would you sell it? Sure. Okay. Knowing that you're never going to find another one at two fifty. That's fine. I'll at least been able to say I owned one at one time. Okay. See, I I would think that you would love it enough that you wouldn't want. Well, it if I found it for two fifty and got it for a thousand, I could find another one for five hundred and still keep five hundred. No, I'm saying let's say you're never going to be able to find it. You know, like because you've seen the prices, it's always oh, like eight hundred or thousand. No, I'm saying, let's say, you know the prices are always like 800 to to $1,000. Let's just make it realistic. If my wife says, if I sell this, I'll never get another one back in the house. Right. I'd still sell it. Okay. See, I wouldn't. It's still, at the, at the end of the day, it's still a toy. Yeah, but at the end of the day, it's something that you wanted to have. I don't want it that bad. Well, is there anything that you would want that bad? You can't take it with you. Right. You can't take money with you either. I understand. I would rather have the item than the money. I'd rather have an item that I always wanted and have memories of, of having that than having the money that doesn't but mean that But that item doesn't mean that much to me as a, to somebody the else money because I never mean had that much to you kid. either. I never had that item as a kid. The money shouldn't mean that much to you either. What's the money going to do for you? <coughs> I don't know. It'd take me, you know. Buy more $1,000 I can go on vacation with the family and have a nice memory of that. Okay, but you can have the flag forever. Yeah, can, yeah whatever. So I can be buried in the flag. Nah. They can make a casket flag. Casket, flag <laughs> casket? can lay on top of your flag. I just, I just don't get it. Like, it's there are items to me that I'm like, I'm happy I have it and I don't want to sell it. 
well, sure, I don't want to sell it either, but if someone offers you a ridiculous amount of money for it... Well, the thing is, I felt like I'm... I'm looking at it from a realistic amount. Like, your your scenarios are always like, what if the person offered you a million dollars? Well, so no one's going to fucking no offer you a million exactly. dollars for it. Well, that's a ridiculous but someone, amount But someone would offer you, someone would offer you a thousand dollars for a complete flat, though. Sure. So, like, if it was 100% complete. And it is possible that you could find, you could get one, snipe one for, like, 250 It's possible. It's unlikely, but yeah. it is possible that could happen. Sure. That you could find one for that price. I, w- I would still sell it because at the end of the day, it's an $800 profit that I can buy. It's not about profit. That, but I can use that $800 I didn't have before to buy other things that I wanted to. My wants does not stop with a USS flag. Now but, I could buy a... But I, is I, there something you would want more than a USS flag? I could buy a Cobra Terradrome. Do you want that more than a flag? Uh, That's what I'm saying. What is the pinnacle item that you always wanted? I thought it was always the USS flag. Uh, That's like your number one item if you... Above any other items well, out there, I mean, as far as toys, yeah. as far as toys, is the USS flag the top thing that you've always wanted? It might have been. What is? I'm just kind of curious. I'm trying, I'm trying to think right now, because you have to factor in space issues, too. Sure. Let's say you have the space, though. I mean, you're looking to move eventually. Yeah. I mean, realistically, and display it and keep it somewhere where I can actually have it set up and look at it all the time and... I mean, maybe a vintage Castle Grayskull, or the new one that's coming out that's supposed to be? Yeah. I really want that. Well, I thought we could talk about that in a, in a second, but... Sure, we would. Um, yeah. But, like, you would want that more than the flag, or... I mean, once you, once you factor in everything, uh, price point, uh, space, once you factor all that in, yeah, I, I think I would want a complete Castle Grayskull. Not really. See, I, I don't even factor. Obviously, with my stuff, I don't. I even could factor probably get a complete. I don't factor in space or price. I, just, I know. I just think about. There's like a bed full of toys. What do I want? <laughs> I just think about what I do I want. And, and I, I used to be like that until I realized all my stuff's in a tub. Sure. And now I'm looking at everything and I'm reevaluating and I'm like, I've got a closet full of action figures. I've got tubs full of. Well, and bed. that's the reason. And I've got to get a space to put the stuff in, or I've got to get rid of it because it's doing me no good. And that's the reason for me. Like I think I probably will be passing on the Millennium Falcon when it comes out again. I'm not because I have no place to display it. I have no place to put it. It would sit in that box in my basement forever. Right now, and I would never. I forgot see about it. that totally. Right now, that's what I want more than anything. Is that Millennium Falcon? Okay, but what I'm saying is like I have no place to put it. I have absolutely zero place to put it. It'll sit in my basement, and I'll forget that I even have it. I would move stuff around. I would get rid of other stuff to have that. Yeah, see, I I don't even know where I would put it. I don't even know where to begin to put it. I would put it on that dresser. <laughs> but I have other stuff going there that I would prefer being there more. And I that's would... a huge-ass piece, too. That I'm sure, it's like, what, three can... feet long or something? Two I don't and a half know. foot long? Three I don't feet? know. But Plus, I, you got, I don't even think it would you got to make there. room for that Voltron. Well, sure, the Voltron can just stand in the, on the side over here. <laughs> well, we're, we're, I thought you were bringing the Adat back Adat's in Adat's going there. Okay, in the corner. In the corner. The Voltron could just, like, stand over here. Or it could stand right there. Yeah. And flip the lights on and off right. with the power right. sword. Right. He's, he's tall enough. Sure. <laughs> oh, you're, by just, you're one piece away from that, right? Yeah. By the way, the Black Lion's only going to be 65 bucks. So it's only going to be $10 oh. more than the normal... I thought it would be a little one. bit more than that. I, I really thought, did. I thought it would be like 85 I did too. I really but did. yeah, I looked it up. 75. It's going to be 65 so, okay. so not too bad because uh, it's a bigger piece. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, to do a, a quick Laserbeak report. Laserbeak brings news. 
the Castle Grayskull was announced that yeah. if they get enough pre-orders, yeah, which I are the pre-orders already started? I no. Think? Or yeah, yeah, when are they starting? They're, they're gonna, starting soon. Well, they're going to show some more stuff off, like, at, at New York Comic Con. Right, but they don't even have much to show other than... Well, they're going to the, give, like, the details and, like, a couple of sketches. Sketches, right. You're not going to know what it looks like until, like, the next year, because it's, right. like, pre-order it, and then, like, a year later, you're going to get it. Right. Which is, to me, is kind of crap, but... Mm, that's really the only way you're going to get it. I know. But, but I mean, it, I think it's I crap trust. that they... That the four horsemen are designing right. it and they're going to do a great job. But I think because of look at all the figures you have. I think before. it's kind of crap that you're barely going to see. Like they could even do a 3D rendering of it. that whole line is buy it before you see it. That's yeah, that's how the line it's is run horribly. That's why. Yes. <laughs> um, the other thing in the Laserbeak report I wanted to, to mention because there's been been a lot of news. Uh, so then there was also uh, the what was the one Transformer that just came out was released uh, the giant one. Um, Bruticus? No, no. The largest Transformer ever made. Uh, I'm trying to remember Fortress Maximus or what the heck his name was. The one's like three feet tall. I don't remember the name. I don't either. Um, anyways, that one's coming out. <laughs> Him, yeah. Masterpiece uh, Soundwave's coming out. Yeah, did you Plastic cassette. No. 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 It's a hundred, pass on it? 170 bucks. Man, that's one of your favorite guys, though. It is, but it's 170 bucks. <laughs> And the cas- I get that. And the cassettes are sixty bucks a piece for each two pack is sixty bucks. That's thirty bucks a piece then. Right, a figure. That's thirty what bucks I'm a figure. He man figures, dude. I understand that, but <gasps> I'm not going to get the cassettes if I don't get Soundwave. So I'm talking sixty bucks plus sixty bucks because they were smart. One twenty. They put Rumble with uh, Buzzsaw, and they put Frenzy with Ravage because most people would just want Rumble and Ravage because those were on the cartoon the most. Well, Laserbeak. Laserbeak comes with uh, oh, well, there with Soundwave. Yeah. Right. Buzzsaw comes with Rumble. Mm. So it's like they're being smart because they know people will buy both packs because they want both those figures. I think most people would either want Ravage or Soundwave. And, I mean, Laserbeak, I'm sorry. Right. Those but are the two Rumble, big ones. But Rumble, the number Rumble was number three. He was I would definitely say he's around three, sure. also. So, but, yeah, so you have 120 plus 170. So that's, you're talking 300 bucks. At least, yeah. With tax and everything, shipping and all that type of stuff. I'm like, dang, I can't do $300. <laughs> and there's no point in getting just sound wave and then not get the cassettes. Yeah. And it's, yeah, too little too much. A lot of too much, actually. <laughs> I hear you. Turtles started a new cartoon. Yeah, I saw the first episode. I watched the first and second episode. Well, yeah, there was, there was a teaser uh, of the first episode. On, well, there was uh, on, one on this weekend. Yeah. Which had Lewis Black doing a voice of a character. Uh, I don't know if you got to see that. I with, did not. I was those. away. I recorded it though. It's on my okay. my DVR. Um, so it's it's very good. Um, but it wasn't the first episode like an hour long. First episode was an hour long. Well, the, the night before they played, they the did first a half teaser hour of it. half hour of it. Right. So I saw that, and then I saw the first whole hour. Right. So that's what I saw. Okay. It's okay. I like it. Yeah, I like it. I uh, like when they get stunned. There's like a little face, and it goes. <laughs> cartoony. Um, but they're cool. I like it. Yeah. it's nice. It's it's I'm not, not the, crazy about the intro song. It's, it's not. Eh, I don't. I don't mind that. Yeah. But it's not the turtles I would make. But it's geared towards kids. Um, I don't have a problem with it. I like someone. It. Someone made a comment about Mikey being dumb. I'm like, Mikey's always been dumb. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just to what extent has he been dumb? But yeah. No, I I am enjoying it. I'm kind of curious to see where they go. The the Krangs talking to each other is getting gets a little tiring. Like, so hopefully you get out of that for a little bit. It has its darker moments with Shredder and all that. Yeah, oh so. yeah. 
so that that's kind of some of the news that's been out and everything. Oh, Clone Wars started up again. That's I haven't seen that yet. I've been watching it, even though they did the stupid thing again, and the DVD's coming out like next month or something nice. like that yeah. for the previous season. So I have, I'm lost, but I'm enjoying it still. I kind of knew the gist of what was happening. Right. So so that was it. That I uh, want to go into some listener feedback real quick. Might as well. There's not a whole lot. Yeah. We'll go into the uh, Jedi Holocron. G.I. Joe will return after these messages. This is 80s action sensation Arnold Schwarzenegger. And I'm here to tell you about the podcast I produce called Punisher Body Count. Join hosts Jacob and Dane as they give non-biased opinions of the current issues. I'm going to be real. I thought this comic was absolute shit. So let's uh, get into it. Man, yeah, okay, let's get into it. Relive great moments from the Punisher's past. Yeah, why, well, that, that was top ten, easy. What about the time I was buried with a chicken because this movie that was sick? Why are you trying to erase history, Garth Innes? And podcasts with the utmost professionalism. Are we recording? Whatever. Um, I'm just going to get this out of the way right now. Okay. Fuck, fuck, shitty, shitty, bang, bang. Nah, let's leave that one out. If you don't check out the show, it would be a big mistake. To find the show, go to www.punisherbodycount.wordpress.com or download the episodes from iTunes. Just search Punisher Body Count. So check them out. Now! Now, back to G.I. Joe. Alright, so your first duties as listener feedback person. Yes. <laughs> there wasn't a whole lot for you. Yes. <laughs> I think it's because you told no one to write in. <laughs> <laughs> no, not not at all. <laughs> so uh so what did we have? Nothing. <laughs> you <Moving> on. liar. <laughs> There's a question about a fart. Uh, <laughs> no one's in a room and someone farts, do you hear it? I I don't know. <laughs> It all depends that is on your. Not what the question was. Did you even look it up? No, it was like. Did if, you copy? No, no, no. It's it's like this. Here's it. Here it is. Here it is. If you're alone in your house right. and you heard a fart, would you be scared? Right. Would you? Would you be scared or would you laugh? Yeah, what would you? I do? think was the question. Yeah. Who who sent in the question? No clue. <laughs> I, you I were would doing probably, a shitty job at this. I there was probably one laugh. fucking email, and you couldn't even get that. <laughs> I would probably laugh because I have a dog, and I would okay. assume the dog did it. Okay, so I wouldn't be afraid as much as I'd be like startled. Yeah, what the fuck? Like you know, you're home alone. Well, you have a dog too, right? But my dog doesn't fart loudly. She farts. She doesn't fart loudly. You know, one certainly day, not loud enough that to make be me startled to make me think that it was her, right? I would be more startled. I have a fight or flight thing. I'm more on the fight side of the fight or flight reaction. So fight or flight. Yeah, that's what your normal reaction sure. when you, when you have fear. You it's either fight or flight. Well, I'm more fight than fight flight. Or flee. Yeah, run away and hide. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't flee. I fight. Ooh, look at you. That's more of where I react. That's okay. So if you heard a chainsaw, like I don't like <laughs> like I don't like spiders. Or when I see spiders, I, I smack them. <laughs> I, I smack them. I crush them. I smack them across the face. <laughs> make you feel big and bad about yourself? Right. No, I just crush them. Okay. Uh, I don't run away from them. We had a, uh, another feedback, just to go off of that, was a lot of people 
got their Star Just t-shirts. Right. And they really liked them, said they were, right. you know, better than they expected, which was nice. And right. What you expect, but... Yeah. No, a lot Shitty of- workmanship. <laughs> from this two-bit hack show. I think maybe for the price they thought it was going to be not as good quality. Maybe, so yeah. I'm wearing one of mine right now. I was going to wear it today, too, but I wore it uh, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. So. I got one for my wife. She wears it to bed. Okay. So, yeah. Any other feedback? No, we're doing a great job. <laughs> That's <asshole>. it. That's <laughs> it. All right. Let me set the stage for you guys. There was at least anything else. There was at least two comments on the website. I didn't read those. <laughs> oh, it was from uh, Alias Angel. Alias. I don't know who it was from because you were supposed to be in charge of the feedback. Well, I told you I didn't do it. I know, and I'm not surprised. I got back from vacation. And I had to read all these wait, fucking issues. Wait, wait a minute. What? How long have those things been uh, out there from, from, ever, from the listeners? Forever. Right. Because it wasn't from the latest episode. No, no, no. It was from the episode before that. Yeah. So don't give me this vacation bullshit excuse. Oh. Let me just point this out. Um, our good buddy Roger, the Toy Goon, yeah, launched his podcast right. with his friends, uh, Guys with Toys. Guys with Toys, yeah. I checked out the first episode, so did you. So did I, yeah. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. The thanks. only thing we had... Thank you for the shout-out. Yeah, thanks. It was really nice. The only thing we had was during the editing process, it was, uh, you heard one guy in the right ear and one guy in the left ear. Yep. So if you're listening to earbuds, it was kind of, you're okay. Yeah. But, but if, if you are only listening to one earbud, you only heard it was one mono, person talking. You only heard one guy talking. It's kind of, yeah, whatever. Which, by the time he hears this, I've already sent him an email <laughs> kind of explaining how he can fix that, hopefully. Right. Um, assuming he's using the same software I'm using. Right. Um, but, yeah, so I, I will uh, hopefully. And there was only two guys there. Hopefully that'll be fixed for him. Uh, so. There's supposed to be four. Yeah, Iron Man Anthony and the new guy, the rookie or whatever. Yeah. But they weren't there, so. Right. And they, I like how they recorded their first episode. We're like, they're not there. <laughs> Fuck it. We're going to go on without them. Um, they, they set a date. They covered. They didn't come. They covered mask and Ghostbusters as far as the toys, focusing on the toys. And then they did some sideshow. And then they talked yeah. about some sideshow stuff. Sure. So, so that was cool. Next time we have an episode that we have listener feedback, mm-hmm. are you actually going to take care of it? Sure. You sure? Positive. Because if this shit happens again, I fired. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> Because the listeners are going to fire you. The whole point of this, sh- one of the successes of the show, is the listener involvement. I guess. You couldn't even tell me who the fuck the email was from. Some Ewok. No, I don't oh, know. my God. <laughs> I'll you, do better. You couldn't get the comments from the website, even though uh, I approved for them for you. God. I approved them for you yes. so you could get access to well, them. Well, then you read them. You know what they are. Why didn't you write it down? Because that wasn't my fucking job. I like how you're quitting all of a sudden. That's your job. What, what did you do? I edited the goddamn show. I went through five hours of tape so I could get a two-hour show. <laughs> All right, I'll give you that. Are we going to talk about these issues? Well, we got, like well my job, as far as listener feedback, I took care of, which is there was a voicemail from a listener. Oh, yeah, let's play that. <laughs> yeah, think? I think that's from Chromium Age. <laughs> yeah, you know that because I told you right before we started. <laughs> Don't let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> All right, here's a voicemail from Chromium Age. Hey, guys, this is uh, Chromium Age Collector. So check it out. I uh, wanted to decorate my cubicle at work, so I thought it would be a great idea to get a Snake Eyes action figure and have like a little string or something and make it look like he's shimmying down, invading my cubicle. So I go onto eBay, and I'm like, oh, let me search for uh, Snake Eyes. So I do a quick search, and I find the 1985 action figure, which is the one that I want, not the uh, 82. But anyway, uh, so 
apparently one in its unopened package, an AFA graded, uh, you know, nine plus two thousand dollars, and I was completely shocked that those old Joes were worth that much. So uh, this kind of leads me to a question. Can you guys discuss uh, your thoughts on, like, AFA and maybe CGC in general and kind of these uh, grading services? Because um, I think it's kind of ridiculous that you kind of label something and you seal it up, and now all of a sudden it's worth triple of what it should be worth. But anyway, keep up the great show. Thanks a lot, guys. Bye. All right. So uh, what do you think? I, I, I agree with that. And again, that was Chromium Mage Collector, and they actually are sponsoring. He's yeah. not a podcast, the Punisher Bullet. Yeah, we'll get in that in a minute. All right. And but. they're actually sponsoring the episode, so throw that out there. I, I agree with that. Uh, one of the things about um, that I, I looked into with the grading, uh, Brian's Toys mm-hmm. actually started one of these grading things back yeah. in the day. I don't remember if it was AFA or not, but. Basically, what it is, it's a way to drive up prices for action figures so they can sell them at a higher price point. Uh, to an extent. To an extent. I really don't grade anything because, again, I open things. Right. So I don't care. Right. There's loose grading. There's carded grading. Yeah. Now, at Mid-Ohio, me and Nick saw a uh, 85 Snake Eyes. That's the ninja with the wolf timber. Yeah. But it was the um, like Spanish card, Brazilian card or something like that, and it was $700. Okay. Graded 9.0. Yeah. Again, I'm not paying that much for a toy. No. If you want to and you want it graded and pristine, good condition, right. that's great. That's beautiful. Go ahead and do it. It's your money. Do what you want. Right. If you want, say, a Castle Grayskull graded in a nice acrylic case, you've got a graded box. Right. Who knows what's in there? You never even opened it. You never even looked. Right. You're assuming it's Castle Grayskull in that box because it's never been opened. You don't know. Yeah. And they can't tell you it's complete because they didn't open a box either to look at it. They're grading the condition of the box the toy's in. Yeah. Not the condition of the toy itself. I'm sure they have ways of checking what's in there. You don't know. They maybe forgot to put a piece right, in. Right, because I've never Back looked at it. Back in 81, 82, maybe they forgot to put one of the little pieces in. And you'll never know. You could x-ray the box. I don't think they do Scan. that. You don't know. But anyway. You're paying them to do it. <clears throat> You're paying them to, to put their grading thing on it. And every grading thing is right. different. Right. So, well, you have to first. You have to find a company that's legitimate. Like they're, 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 they one, one that's sports cards, trading cards. Right. They grade figures. You they have grade to find one loose comic figures, books. comic books. Yeah, yeah. You have to find one that's <laughs> legitimate. You have to find one that's accepted by almost everyone. And they do go over those things with a fine tooth comb. Yeah. Again, they, it's just it's, something I never yeah. wanted to get into. The the figures are a lot tougher because, like you said, if it's in a box and you can't see it, I don't know what they do. I don't know if they do have a way to look in, to see inside it. Yeah, from what I was reading, um, and read, I, I, they don't. It's the okay. condition of the box. Um, however, like comics, they do go over like page by page, and they look at everything, and they don't touch it with yeah, their own hands. Gloves, the gloves, and the you know instruments, because you can else. put oil from your finger right. on the cover, and all of a sudden you got a thumbprint, and you can't right. get off. Right. Um, I mean, they handle everything very good and very delicately. Yeah. The thing about it is, if you if you don't go to a show and have your stuff graded on site, which is more expensive, you mail it to them, now you're taking the chance of it getting damaged in the mail. Sure. Um, or them even getting it. Right. Now, if you're doing it just to sell the item, I guess it's a way to... Increase your profit? Well, not only that, but it's also a way to uh, guarantee that it's the quality that you are saying it's in. Yeah. Um, because I see people all the time that say, this is near mint. And it's like, well, if it came out in any recent 
years, there's almost no such thing as near mint anymore because everything is so gets damaged somewhat by the press and everything else. Like it's almost impossible nowadays to have a near mint comic book. I don't um, know. Just because it goes through goes through so many hands and it and it, like I said, the the press and everything else is can damage it and everything else. Um, I, that's what I've heard. Like this day and age, it's very difficult to have something that's considered near mint. Like people will put down near mint and then you get it and you find out, Oh, it, it's got like a crease on the one corner. Well, that's not near mint. Yeah. Um, and everybody's definition is a little bit different. That's why right. I wanted to standardize it. Right. So basically that's what that is. I get that. It's just, it's, it's not for me, but people feel that what that means also is that they can jack up their prices right. to an exorbitant amount. So I look at that more as being the seller, not the grading, if you get what I'm saying. Yeah, say, say, for example, you buy uh, a boxed mask, you know, Thunderhawk. You pay 100 bucks for it in the box complete. Mm -hmm. You pay another 100 bucks to get it graded. Mm -hmm. And it comes back a grade 85, which is pretty good. I don't know what it costs to have it done. Pretty good. We're just hypothetical. Yeah. Uh, So you got 200 bucks invested into this plus time. Right. All right. Now you at least have to sell for two hundred to break even. Right. So you can't go any lower than that. Right. So you want to make a little profit on it, right. obviously. So maybe you sell it for two fifty, two seventy five. Well, and that's the to thing. Trying to make a little bit of profit. Right. Now that now somebody's got to come and offer you two fifty or two seventy five for a graded if that's inbox. Why, if that's why you did it, Thunderhawk. If that's why you did it, sure. If you did it just because you want it graded to see the quality of it and to keep it that way, because some people collect them that some way. Some people collect it that way, yeah. And so, I mean, like I said, just not this guy. To me, it's it's more about the the person that wants to sell it now, and now they're jacking up their prices because of it. You a lot of the grading thing. There was there was a for. there was a like a bubble, I guess, with the grading. And I think the bubbles it's it's popping and it's coming down. Many people don't grade as much as they used right. to. I personally don't have anything that I own that I feel is worth grading. I don't have anything graded either. I don't have anything I wanted graded. Right. If I had, like, uh, our local comic shop had the first appearance of Wolverine issue yeah. came in. Uh, they bought a whole collection from someone and they had that issue. And unfortunately, someone bought it before I did. I really wanted to buy it. I didn't tell them I wanted to buy it. If I had, they probably would have set it aside for me. But had I gotten that issue... That may have been the first comic I would have looked to get it graded. Okay. Just, but that would have been for me to have. Not, to keep it, yeah. Not for, I like the comics in the holder. Sure. Because they look cool that way. You right. Know. And like I said, but that would have been the first issue I would have had that I would have felt was worthy of sending you And you could put like in a little, like a little frame, like an acrylic frame holder. Right. And it could have set up like that, like a photo. Right. And you could display it that way. But yeah. That's how I would have displayed it, but I don't need the 9 or 10 or right. 8 or whatever on top of it. I just like the, yeah. the acrylic display in the little For me, it would have to be an issue that I felt was only going to appreciate in value. Okay. Yeah. Most of the comics I have... And that's what the I'd grading like, thing is, that you're doing it so that you can value it. Right. Most of, most of the comics I have, I'd say about 95 to 99% of my comics, I don't really think are valuable comics. I get them because I want to read them. Right. Uh, whereas, like I said, if I had gotten that Wolverine issue, I probably would have been like, okay, I want this graded because, like well, you, you said, really I want to add the value of, to it. You know, Silver like Age comics. No. You, you don't. No. If you want to read those stories, you'll buy a trade. I buy a trade or I buy a hardcover or something like that. Yeah. So You don't go back in time. Now, if you got that giant size X-Men number one. Right. I would get that graded. Sure. As long as I... Well, <laughs> that's the other thing. As long as I 
felt it was worthy of getting graded. If it's a reader copy, a reader yeah. copy I'm not going to get graded because yeah. it's going to come back like a three or a two. Yeah, and it's wasted money. To right. Do that. Yeah. But if it looks like it's in great condition and I know that it's a first printing, that's another thing too. It's yeah. like if it's a second printing, it's, why bother? Why bother? Uh, but if it's a first printing and I know it's in good condition, you know, if I can get an eight or a nine on it, then why, you know, why not? Why not get it graded in this way? I know what the value of it is. I'm not. That's not a comic I'm going to open up and read. I've read it many times already. Yeah. I just never owned the actual issue of it. So, but it would also be something I wouldn't be selling. It, it's not like I'm getting it graded to turn around well, and flip it. Look at it this way: if you bought uh, someone's comic collection and inside of it was first appearance of blank, right? And it's an older comic, and you're like, "Holy crap, this is in here! And it's in pretty good condition." Right. I didn't even know this was in here. Sure. So you take it, get it graded, and maybe you want to sell it. Sure. Well, that's like we watched that comic book, man. And there was a guy whose grandmother, like, gave him all these issues, like the first appearance of Wonder Woman, first appearance of that, and first appearance of Robin and stuff like that. And like I said to you, I said, if I had that many comics, and knowing what those things sold for, would sell for, I would get those graded, I would take them to an auction house, I would sell them. And depending on what they sold for, I mean, that guy had millions of dollars worth of comics in there. He had a lot of nice Literally ones. millions of dollars worth. I would sell them because of what that, that, that's a difference there. That's a life-changing difference amount of comics there. As much as it would be cool to keep those comics because of what they are and everything else, I would sell them. Now, the thing I said to you is I said, let's say, I don't know what it's worth. Well, but I would sell the first appearance of Wonder Woman for like 200 bucks. No, no, no. But I'm saying you sell it at an auction house where you know that what the value is going to it's going to sell for a lot, and they would probably grade it for you too. Well, then again, if you sell it at auction, they get a cut of it too. So you're sure, at least but looking to get some money out of it. Sure, but you figure first appearance one woman's going to sell for quite a bit, sure. and like I was saying, to you that guy probably had two three million dollars worth of comics there because they were in perfect condition too, and he had the first appearance of Robin, and I was like, you know what? If I was able to get two three million out of this, and let's say this one Robin comic was worth. 250000 or something like that. I probably would keep that one issue. Because, number one, it came from my grandmother. Number two, it's one of my favorite characters. I'd probably keep it because, really, what's the difference between $3 million and $3.25 million? I hear you. It's like, I've, I've already paid off my house. I'm already living comfortably now. Sure. You Let don't me, need to. I don't need to sell that issue. Now, if that's the you only You already issue, made the money to change your life. Yeah. Now, so. if that's the only issue I had, and it was worth 250000 I would sell it because I could pay off my house with that. Sure. It, it would change my life. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so yeah. So, that's what I think about grading. Yeah. We're against it. No. <laughs> Overall, yeah. yeah I mean, I don't grade as anything. a money thing, I'm against it. As a just, you want to know what something, how the quality of something, I'm, I'm fine with it. And that's where I have a lot of hard time buying something like that on eBay. Oh, I won't buy anything like that on eBay. If I buy something on eBay, it's because I want to open it. Yeah. Or I want to read it. I don't buy anything that I think is going to be potentially worth a lot of money. Right. Because I don't know what condition it is and I haven't seen it. Right. I'll do that at like a toy show. I'll buy something like that show. in person. Yeah, right? in person, yeah. Right. Where I'd I can actually much rather buy it in hold person. it, feel it, touch yeah. it, caress it, lick it, you know. Rub it down. It, rub it down. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you want to get into some issues? Let's just wrap it we up. probably should get into some issues. Next, next time. Next, next episode. <laughs> All right. So let's get into some issues. Let's go to lunch. <laughs> All right, so uh, go from Springfield to Tatooine. The Transformers will return after these messages. 
Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Greg. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one G.I. Joe podcast, What's On Joe Mind. That's right. It's Joe News, reviews, and special guests like you've never heard them before delivered right to your MP3 player. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. Hey. We're just kidding, Chuck. Kind of. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. Hey. It's What's On Joe Mind. Every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. Can I say something about Transformers? No! Do you like retro shows? Did you grow up in either the 80s or the 90s? Then tune into Telecast, GeekCastRadio.com's newest podcast. Join us here on the Telecast as we revisit some of your favorite shows, such as Clarissa Explains It All, Salute Your Shorts, Saved by the Bell, and much, much more, only on GeekCastRadio.com. Movie Week in Review is the GeekCast Radio Network's weekly movie podcast. Steve and Mike take a look back on their favorite films and give you their thoughts. They also bring in co-hosts at times. If you are a movie buff, listen to MWire only on GeekCastRadio.com. Tooncast is dedicated to the cartoons we grew up with. 100 episodes and more make up one of the GCRN's most popular podcasts. Join hosts TFG and Mike, Optimus Solo, Terror the Rising Star, and tons of guest hosts. We also have voice actor and writer interviews. Tune in to Tooncast as we look back on the cartoons that defined us as geeks. You can find Tooncast on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Tune in. Cybertron. Thank you, Soundwave. I am TFG1 Mike, and you should be listening to my very first podcast, the TFG1 Podcast. 24 episodes covering the entire U.S. run of the 1984 Transformers cartoon. Also, a few supplemental episodes and an interview with Stan Bush. So check out the TFG1 Podcast. You can find it on iTunes and the web at www.geekcastradio.com. Transforming Rollout. We now return to the Transformers. From Springfield to Tatooine. Alright, we have a lot of fucking issues to cover. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's do Star Wars and Transformers first. Yeah, we gotta get through those. We, we passed we on those last time. We skipped on those last time. Um... All right. Well, one thing I wanted to cover because we have skipped it so many times was the Star Wars Free Comic Book Day. Oh um, Jesus! Did we did we do that? I don't think we did. Oh, I actually gave that a borrow. Yeah, I gave it a borrow. Also, uh, it was just a short little story about uh, Chewbacca and Han Solo. It's a flip book. It's got Serenity on the other side, right? Which was decent. Also, I didn't read it, but it was uh, oh Serenity's good. Um, did read it, but yeah, it was. You know, it is what it is. It, it was a cute little story. You really added nothing to canon. It, no. added, it wasn't necessary. Yeah, if you didn't get it on Free Comedy Book Day, don't don't pay for it. Yeah, uh, not not really. I think needed. I gave like two or three copies of it away at the show. But uh, well, I, I liked reading it. It wasn't like it was a bad issue or anything like that. So no. Going into some other Star Wars stuff here. Star Wars books. Um, we had the Sith Hunters, which was the Star Wars Clone Wars issue here. Yeah. Now this is digest size. So digest it's size. Seven ninety nine. Yep. Everybody knows my viewpoints on that. 
I so, don't like it. So what did you give this? A very high borrow. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't bring yourself to buy it, huh? I couldn't bring myself to buy it. It's very um, high. I gave this a buy. Um, yeah, if I had to flip a coin, I mean, it's it's more on the buy side of the high borrow. Yeah. Uh, this <laughs> Low this, buy, high borrow. This basically gave the... It's a good Darth Maul story. Background of how Darth Maul survived being cut in half. Yeah. Uh, which was really awesome because I don't know if it's really if been touched yet. If you're not a Darth Maul fan, you could just pass on this. Sure. If it, you're, it's not a favorite or character, Savage or Press. Or, yeah, he's in there. If if you're not a fan of Darth Maul, just pass on it. Yeah. And but if you like Darth Maul, you like the Sith. Like it, it shows how he survived. It shows Savage Press and Darth Maul. Uh, being hunted down by Jedi, yeah. Jedi and, and again, it's the seven ninety nine smaller digest size, so yeah. you got that to can deal with. But it's a lot of pages. Yeah, I mean, I mean the art's good in it. I thought it, the art, was yeah, the good. art was good. It's the Clone Wars style art. It's yeah. so it's a little bit more kiddie, but it's the content is certainly not kiddie. No, 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 no. So, um, yeah, I don't know if I'd give that to a kid or not. <laughs> yeah, I don't <laughs> depends know. on it's the kinda, age of yeah. the kid. So, it's twelve, thirteen. All right, so then we also had uh, Dawn of the Jedi number five. I gave that a buy. Yeah, I did too. Uh, it wrapped up nicely. I believe this was the yeah five of five. It's yeah. going to lead into more stories, obviously. Uh, but it, you got more background into this. Uh, I can't remember his name. Zesh. Yeah. Uh, you got more of his background as far as who he is. He's a, a deadly bastard, basically, yeah. and. I don't know if he's going to ever be redeemed or not. I, I don't think the way it was going. I don't. Yeah, unless they do another miniseries about him. He does kind of get abandoned by those that sent him. So he's on his own. Yeah, but he was taken prisoner too. So we'll we'll kind of see what how that plays out in the next uh, miniseries, which is about to start very soon. So oh, um, there was a solicit for it. There is a solicit for it recently. So okay. Yep. Yeah, we wrapped up pretty good. Yeah. Uh, then we had Darth Vader Ghost Prison number four and number five. Both buys for both, me. Yeah, both buys for me. This was a great series. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. If you didn't pick it up when the issues came out, definitely get it in trade. Yep. I'm sure DCBS will give you a little deal on it. But. You had uh, you had Darth Vader and his team are on the ghost prison. They release a bunch of... Or release all the prisoners. All the prisoners, yeah. And... Then there's a big giant battle. There's a big out. battle yeah. because not all of them want to side with him, even though he freed them. Uh, those that did side with him... Help it's a handful, yeah. Basically, help take down. The, they're going to help take down the Republic or the traitors. The traitors, yeah. In the in the uh, new Empire, and should we should we say how it ends? Yeah, we're going to spoil it. Okay, we're going to spoil it. What happens is all those that help them, they were promised their freedom. Yeah. So they were loaded on a ship and they were going to go to the outer bank. The emperor, the emperor and Vader wanted to kill them. Uh, uh, Tracta. Uh, Moff Tracta. Yeah, he wanted them to be part of his army. Yeah, because he promised his word that they would go free. Right. So the compromise was that they could go free, but they had to go live in the outer rims. He put them on a ship, and, and they could never be seen again. Be, yeah. Well, as the ship takes off, it explodes. It explodes, and the guy who has his face half burnt off says, "Oh, it must have been a malfunction." malfunction yeah. And Tracta's, of course, pissed. He blew it up. But he... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he did Vader's bidding. Right, because he's Vader's guy. And here, the one chick who helped him out, who was a sharpshooter in the prison, mm -hmm. she was uh, salvaged. It was part of this deal, if he agreed to blow them up, that she would be saved. Yeah. Because she saved his life. Right. And 
all of a sudden the Emperor's telling Vader, and the Emperor knew what he was doing. The Emperor's telling Vader, yeah, I think that guy's going to make a good... Uh, Replacement rep- for you. Well, a good... Uh, let's train him, and I think he, if ever need be, he could replace replace you if we ever needed to. Yeah. So Vader calls to meet with him, and he says, I have one more lesson for you, and that's uh, never suffer rivals. And he picks yeah. him up, launches him over launches the edge. Launches him over the edge. Vader kills him. Vader kills him, and he dies. And it... It, it ends. It, it ends. <laughs> it ends the way it should with Vader being a top dog. Vader being, yeah, and Vader being still on the dark side very much so. Oh, yeah, so. yeah. Lost Tribe of the Sith Spiral. It's number one and number two. Of uh, I, I gave both of those a borrow. Okay. Um, I gave number one a borrow. I gave number two a buy. Okay. N- this deals with a group of Sith who were stranded on a planet. They decide to take over the planet, for the most part, and they kind of run things. Uh, there are some rebels going against them. I mean, it's like a like a, like a a Hoth kind of planet. Yeah, and ice world or it ties in. The reason why I really liked it was because, for me, is because it tied into some stuff that happened in the early days of the Sith stories. And there's like the whole Freedom Nad uprising, which is referred to in this. Um, so with that background, it was really cool. The end of issue one, they come across a team of uh, fighters that are going against the Sith, and they're taken prisoner, the, the this one Sith member and this rebel guy. Um, so I kind of like that a lot, the second issue a lot better, because you got more of a background for these characters and everything. So, uh, And it, it sets up for what's about to come. There's evidently uh, Lord Drapa, who all of a sudden comes to life out of the snow, yeah. And so kind of seeing, curious where that goes. It's evidently a very bad, bad man. Yeah, again, it's just, it has nothing to do with anything else I'm reading, so it's just, Or eh, that you're familiar with. Or if I'm familiar with at all, yeah, yeah, so it's okay. Where, like you said, for me, it was something familiar with some of the other stories I've read in the past in comics. Uh, then we have Darth Maul, Death Sentence, number two and number three. I gave both those buys. Yeah. I'm really enjoying this story. Yeah, here. this is a really good story. Again, like you were saying about the Digest one, if you're not really a Darth Maul fan, then and you might not get a lot out of it. Really, but I, I really care about like this, Darth Maul. Yeah, I do too. Uh, this, what happens in this is they're being attacked by the Jedi team that was sent out after them. Uh, Savage Press gets frozen in some carbonite. Carbonite, yeah, uh, because a tub of it is yeah, he, he cut flown it through him, and he cuts yeah. it and ends up uh, solidifying him, kind of freezing himself. Yeah, uh, Darth Maul escapes to the desert. Mm-hmm. Where he's rescued by some people that see him as the one who looks like a devil, yeah. Which coincidentally is all or a demon or whatever, and coincidentally one of the Jedi looks like a demon, so they they assume it's assume him, yeah. that Darth Maul is the demon that they're referring to, and that he's going to help rescue them. Yeah, he helps train them, and uh, he's known as the Demon of the Light. But yeah. here, that's not the Demon of the Light. No, and in the third issue, he ends up killing the. Uh with the, their high priest guy or whatever, yes. their, their shaman or yeah. whatever. The, uh, so they kind of realize that he's, he's not who they thought he was. No. Uh, and he does it all to kind of get what he wants. Uh, he's, oh, sure, he's manipulating him totally. Right. He's he's putting on this battle as a distra- distraction so he could get inside uh, the actual base and everything else and go f- after Savage and everything. Yeah, still got to rescue Savage. He's still frozen. Right. Yeah. Uh, then we had Knight Errant number two, three, and four, because we haven't touched this in a while. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of bad. Um, yeah. I gave him all low, low borrows. Just, I, I could 
I could snarf it if you'd like. I gave number. I actually gave number two a pretty high borrow. I, I didn't because it gave a background to Kara Holt, her parents. You found out a lot more of her back history and her parents' history, which so I'm like, okay, I'm getting some more depth to this character. And there was still, I mean, it's just it's just her and what they're going for. Yeah. So that one I I really liked. Uh, number three. I gave a snarf to because yeah. I really just didn't give a crap about what was happening. She's yeah. finally facing uh, Lord Odeon, and uh, he ends up getting the the helmet that she was searching for. Uh, Lord Damon shows up. Kind of the same thing in issue number four. This is the second to last issue, the penultimate issue, if you will. And I wish it was the last issue. Yeah, and... Like, she's just, she's fighting against everybody, basically. And she finds out the one guy, what they're doing is they have all these Force-sensitive children stuck inside uh, bubbles, and they're going to use, you crinkle, crinkle over there? I'm crinkling. (laughs) Uh, They're going to use these uh, Force-sensitive, what are you doing? I'm getting that cough drop. Oh, jeez. A little tickle. Go ahead, continue. That's probably from the Schwitz. Wow. That Schwitz was so a That's right what out. happens when you put the cocks in your mouth. Wow. <laughs> I try to keep it on a clean rating here. No, you, you gotta go do. Fuck Whatever. That up. You gotta go fuck that up every time. <laughs> explicit tag, here it is. Yeah, I'm the one that causes it to be explicit. You do. Right. Uh, so he's going to get power from all these fourth sensitive children that he's got trapped because they're gonna. he's going to make sure that they're fearful and the fear leads to the helmets. Uh, the helmet's power, so that's what happened there. Right. So, uh, then we going into Transformers. <coughs> a lot of issues with Transformers here. Yeah, let's just go and skip those. Don't accept. <laughs> no, because we skipped them last time. All right. All right. So, Robots in Disguise number seven. Borrow. Uh, yeah, this one I gave a borrow to because uh, I've been liking Robots in Disguise. I like it better than more than meets the eye, I'll tell you that. But this issue kind of, it was kind of a one and done issue in a sense. Uh, You had, uh, was it Fortress Maximus, I think it was. He shows up, but he's kind of small. And I think that was who, that's who they made the figure of, Fortress Maximus. Maximus, Um, I don't know if that's who I said before, but maybe that's who this is. Metroplex. Uh, (laughs) So he shows up, he was a Decepticon, he's saying that he... He's here for, you know, for good. But then, of course, he turns out to be a bad guy. Bad guy yeah. Wheeljack ends up getting really fucked up in this. Um, it's the only saving grace. Yeah, it was... I like Wheeljack. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> then you probably hated it. Yeah. All right, then we have Robots in Disguise number eight. Dinobot Month. Yes. Uh, borrow. Uh, this one I gave a buy. Uh it's got the Dinobots. It's got Ironhide leading them. Right. I really like the twist at the end where he's with the Dinobots and they stab him in the back. Right, right. So that was really cool. Because and then, well, they, that picks up on issue nine that right. I gave the buy to. Okay, I gave that a buy also. I gave issue nine a buy because um, that's the the rest of the story. Yeah, I'm like, well, it wanted me. I, I wanted to read more about it because Ironhide obviously is one of my favorite characters. Sure. So when he gets a you know stabbed, I got to know what happened. Yeah, so he me on a cliffhanger. And what you find out is the when you're out on the regular Cybertron, uh, your mind starts getting messed up with, right? And you get taken over, and you are basically in the thrall of the the planet. Uh, Ironhide gets saved by Superion, 
which was another reason I really liked this issue because I loved the aerial bots. And Superion looked badass. It was a nice two-page spread where he like flings swoop to the side, yeah. grabs Ironhide. Um, just really cool. Uh, and then we have next comes Wheelie's World. So yeah. I don't know what that's going to lead into. Party time, but, excellent Wheelie's but, World. We, yeah. Wheelie. We <laughs> <laughs> could have stabbed him. <laughs> uh, then we had More Than Meets the Eye number six. Snarfaroo, my friend. Um, Snarf. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. Yeah, it wasn't Just throw it down. good. It was it's not good. It was at all. snarf for me too. Yeah, this was a. Uh, I'm just not enjoying this. This was a, a psych psych uh, treatment gone bad, yeah. basically. Um, Whirl's in there, and Whirl was the only thing that was entertaining in this because he's psychotic. <laughs> but yeah, it. Uh, what's his name? The the shrink guy. He gets beat to all hell. And I don't know. At, at this point, when I'm reading these issues, I, I don't even need more than meets the eye at this point. They're not all bad. No, no, they're not. They're not all bad, but um, it's the weaker of the two. Yeah. It's, in my it's, opinion. It's, it's, it's for me, too. Um, so then we go into more than meets the eye number seven. Snarf. This one I actually really like. This one I would give a buy to. Cause, really? I didn't like it at all. Oh, I really like this. You had this team of Decepticons who are scavengers, and they get trapped by this unit of uh, that is still following Megatron's rules. They There's a traitor among them. You don't know who the traitor is. So I really liked it. They go into this ship that's shaped like a shaped Decepticon, like a Decepticon symbol. symbol. Yeah, that was kind of really, cool. Yeah. That was I mean, cool. That's kind of bullshit, dude. <laughs> and they find Grimlock, who's trapped in stasis. And no one's known what happened to Grimlock up to this point. Yeah, with Decepticon. Did you see the Decepticon logo? Yeah. Well, that's in the outer casing. Right, but didn't you see the Autobot logo on him? Yeah, the Autobot logo is on Grimlock. Right. That's Grimlock. Inside. Well, I understand it, but then he's got the Autobot logo on, but he's held in the Decepticon. Right, because he's inside that ship. Right. Where they are trapped yeah. by the, the team that wants to take down the traitor. Didn't even give a shit. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, then we had number eight of More Than Meets the Eye. Borrow. Uh, this one I would give a borrow to. Uh, this is them fight. Decide they're going to fight that group mm-hmm. of uh, that were with Megatron. Grimlock doesn't really have his memory back. He's just kind of fighting. It's kind of instinct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so they kind of unleash him. But most of them get screwed up big time. I kept hearing me Grimlock. And then the one thing that really kind of made it a borrow for me was this, at the very end. There's like this. Thing overseeing them that it just kind of watching them, yeah. yeah, watching them is kind of a mystery thing. I like the, f- the fact that they put the the page in here with the people, yeah, meet the names. cons, yeah, yeah. So this way you can <laughs> you can find out who all these characters are and their right. background, little and bio. Yeah. So I think that's smarter than to do, yeah. especially when you're doing these lesser known uh, Transformers. And we had more than meets the eye number nine. Uh, borrow uh, this one. I would give a buy to. Uh, it had uh, Optimus Prime. Explain, oh, well, there you go. Explain yourself, sir. It had, uh, it had Prime in it. Prime's back. They, you find out the the changes that were happening with uh, their alt modes. That yeah. there was this company out there that was uh, broadcasting when they, when they, that you can make alt modes. They do an autopsy on a, on a Decepticon that they find. Well, basically, they tore him apart and yeah. in every little piece imaginable. 
Yeah. It looks like Legos. You just build them together. And they're they're just trying to find out more mystery of what's going on on this island or on this planet uh, that they're on. Um, because they're trying to find the Knights of Cybertron, which they're finally getting back to that, which is good. We get a little bit of uh, history with Prowl and everything else, too. So that was kind of cool. I don't know. I just I, I enjoyed the issue. Yeah. So. Um, then we get into the annuals. Okay. Now, you're going to have to help me with the summary of More Than Meets the Eye, the Primus Annual 2012, because it's been a long time since I read it, so I don't know if you remember a whole lot, because you read it just recently. Yeah. It, it's it's okay. I gave it a borrow. I gave that one a borrow. I do remember it was a borrow. I like the fact that, basically, if you're looking at the art, it's very good, and it looks really good, and you're, you're going through some of the pages, and then they'll flip to, like... Older style transformer drawing. That's yeah. this one too, right? I think both. Of them uh, I think both of them had a little bit of that. Yeah. This one, the robots in disguise, had more of it. They had more of it, yeah. But yeah, they yeah, they do get yeah. some older. And again, it goes from that to that. And again, this one is a little bit bigger. It's a little bit thicker. Mm-hmm. So you do get your money's worth. You get some sketches. There's some in the sketches back. in the back by Guido Guidi. I mean, basically, we can read the cover here. Rodimus commands a starship, the Lost City, in the search of the legendary Knights of Cybertron. So they pick back up on that. Um, along them is Tailgate, who has remained uh, a consummate through the war between the Autobots and the Decepticons. Yeah. Who did the art on this? Because it's it's uh, Jim uh, James Rob. No, it's no, Robert. Jim uh, Jimbo Salgado, which I'm friends with on Facebook. Uh, I actually said to him because he had posted some pictures of his. Oh yeah, that's the guy you're talking. And Emil uh, Katerra. Yeah. Um, he posted some pictures on Facebook of. Transformers, and I was like, "Oh my god, I wish you were drawing the, oh, the, the book." book. Yeah, and he goes, and he goes "Actually, I'm di- I just did the annual for More Than Meets the Eye, and I'll, and after seeing it, I'm like, I want him on More Than Meets the Eye permanently." Now on the flashback stuff here, because I thought they just pulled it from another an older book, and right. it's actually Guido Guidi drew it. Yeah, yeah. He drew the flashback stuff. Yep, with the Matrix and everything, and, yep. and um, what was uh, what's the uh, white truck that's Optimus Prime? Uh, Ultra Magnus. Ultra Magnus. He's in this too. In yeah. the flashback stuff, but it's, it's basically a Rodimus story. Yeah. So yeah. Um, then we had uh, Robots in Disguise uh, Annual Number uh, of 2012. Yeah. What did you give that? A borrow. That one I gave a buy. Okay. I actually really liked this one There's uh, a, a lot. On the back here. Yeah, and then this was done by uh, John Barber was the writer. Art was Brendan Cahill and Guido Guidi did the flashback art again. Yeah, so. it's but it's the same. And it looks like the flashback art looks exactly like something from the eighties Marvel. Right? I thought they took it from straight from the book. Now these yeah. are again a little bit thicker. They're the annuals. They're seven ninety nine price points. Yeah, you're getting more more pages. More pages. Yeah. Um, this dealt with uh, Nova Prime. Uh, led was leading actually Galvatron and Cyclonus. Like he was the guy. He's the Transformer who actually uh, united the the warring tribes for a while, uh, but there's like characters like Geaxis makes an appearance in this who we've seen in earlier stories and everything. Um, we have in this we have Starscream and Bumblebee and <coughs> Metalhawk and Blur. Yeah, they Bumble, come a- yeah. they come across uh, a city. It's they're known as a, a Titan, I believe. Uh, it looks like Metroplex, but it's not Metroplex. And then it does a flashback to another one, which was Omega Supreme. And what we find out at the end of this issue, which I thought was kind of cool, was once they brought in a bunch of other uh, Autobots and Decepticons and everything else, 
um, was that there's something special planned. This Titan said that there's something special planned for Starscream. I see what it what is in your Spark Starscream, and he, there's so we don't know what that something special is. He's going to be the leader, but yeah, maybe I don't know. I really like that That's because it's yeah. what you wouldn't expect. Yeah, but the only thing I was a little disappointed is they said that this when this bot would explode, there would be reality warping. Mm. And all it was was just an explosion that happened. So it was a little that was a little anticlimactic for me. But everything else about the issue I really loved. Um, we get some more backstory to Omega Supreme in the flashbacks, which I thought was really really cool. Yeah. So and actually that's what kind of made this a buy for me is I really I like the twist with Starscream. I like the art. Yeah, it's like that you, get you get the, the back. You get the story and the regular part in the flashbacks. You get a little bit more explanation of what's going yeah. on and why. Yeah, and you get more backstory of Mega Supreme, which I thought was cool because he's a transformer I really like. Right. Um, I like the extra pages that you get because you actually get like a breakdown of uh, page by page, almost uh, at least for one of the pages. You get some of the sketch art and everything else. They try to yeah, give you some extras. They give you some extras. Yeah. yeah. So again, seven ninety nine price point. They got to give you something. Yeah, exactly. So and it's it's a harder, uh, thicker card it's stock thicker for, stock the, for, the, for cover, the cover yeah. and everything else. So that was cool. Okay, now we have a uh, what? Turtles, Voltron. Yeah, Turtles, Voltron, Battle Beast, and GI Joe. So right, well. we're gonna go into the Turtles here. So we have uh, all the issues for Turtles. We have our issues thirteen, fourteen. Uh, the micro series for April and the micro series for Fugitoid. Okay. So uh, we have issues thirteen and fourteen. Uh, buy both of them. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm really loving this this yeah. series. Um, I I like issues thirteen and fourteen. Now fourteen, I don't know if you overhyped it for me or it was what. Awesome. It was really good, but I didn't find it as awesome as you found it to be. Like you were really? telling me, like this blows everything away. Well, there's blah, a big blah. reveal. Yeah, the techn- technodrome. Right, but here's the thing. But here's the thing. I read the Fugitoid issue before I read this issue, uh, and they mentioned the technodrome in the Fugitoid issue. So the technodrome wasn't a huge like reveal for me. Maybe that's why I was. I like, read that one for sure. I was kind of like, okay. Um, well, yeah, you had to get the Fugitoid issue from me. So, right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it wasn't a huge reveal for me. I like the fact that Casey is now going to be living with, living with the turtles, the turtles yeah. to avoid. The whole stuff with his uh, family. Father, yeah. I like the neutrinos showing up, and you got more. Do you like background. the fact that Raphael went on his own to go and after his father, his father, and after Casey's father, ass. yeah, after Casey's he went father, to go whip his ass and Splinter's there and kind of talked him out of it, right? Because um, it seems like Splinter has the same anger issues or did did that Raphael had, right? And Splinter made it made Raphael uh, determine on his own that it's not a good idea to yeah. kill uh, Casey's dad. Act on your anger, right? So uh, you get more about the uh, the Krang species, the uh, the uh, Utram. Yeah, uh, and they, they have the the porthole open, the gateway, yeah. and some people come through to right. The, the neutrinos come through yeah. and they get killed and they get sent back. And it seems like Baxter Stockman's there and he's going to be like a prisoner working there. And right, it, it's only a matter of time before they turn him into the fly. Yeah, you would spoilers. Hope. You yeah. would hope. Yeah. Um, you do get, uh, you also find out, which I thought was a cool reveal, is that Shredder wants Leonardo. Leonardo, yeah. That's as his, this, this issue's as a second everything. in command. Yeah, I thought it was a buy. Because I mean, he's I'm getting not... rid of his own granddaughters. But like he said, I think it was because... Like, You're I'm, not the ninja warrior yeah. I want, the ninja warrior I want. Because, but the thing was, I was, I was reading this and I go, what, why is he so, like, orgasming over this? <laughs> because you had the whole thing. Like, it was really good. You had the whole Raphael and Splinter thing, you had the right. Technodrome, and then you had Sh- Shredder at the back... 
getting rid of his own granddaughter, sure. pushing her out of the way to get to Leonardo. Sure, which you know that's just... So gonna, that's like three things right that's there. That's just going to cause a conflict. Oh, oh sure. It was a buy for yeah. me. I just was like... I, I just like enjoyed yeah. it. Um, then we had the April issue. A buy. Which was a buy. Uh, this was her wanting to help the turtles out, so she <laughs> sneaks into the lab. She finds, uh, using her own pass, she kind of like deactivates the power so this way she could she could get in there and get what she needed as right, far as right. information. Uh, which caused one of the mutagenic uh, experiments they had to get a failure, which yeah. ends up being Slash. Slash, yeah. Uh, they don't actually say his name is Slash, but, but it's, yeah, that's it's a, who it it's was. It's a turtle with spikes on it, so yeah. you can figure it. So that was really cool. Uh, Fugitoid issue. I, I give that one a borrow. I give it a really low borrow. Yeah. Um, almost a snarf. <laughs> there is some cool reveals in it. Uh, yeah. Which is that... Um, if you really don't want to pick this one up, you don't have don't to. Don't really need yeah, to. The only so. thing you won't know is that there's a Neutrino who used was trying to work on Warp Dimension stuff, and he was also working towards the Technodrome for Krang. Yeah. And, but he joined a rebellion because he knew that Krang wasn't good. Yeah. And he ends up inserting his... Krang finds out and sends his soldiers after them and everything else to take out the rebellion to kill everyone. He puts his mind into fugit- this fugitoid yeah. robot uh, and gets, sends it through the dimension portal, which it shows up on Earth. And it, this fugitoid can mimic the look of anything or anyone. So he ends up disguising himself as the scientist we've seen in earlier issues. Yeah. That's worked with April and everything else. And the other cool reveal was that we found out that he is actually working with Shredder because he wants someone that's going to take down Crank. Right. Those last two pages gave it the borrow. Yeah. Because you find out it's that scientist that April was working with yep. and that he's involved with Shredder. Yeah, exactly. And that's all you really need to but know. But other than that, you could you could pass on yep. it. Um, then we have Danger Girl, G.I. Joe, number two and number three. Oh, buy both. Buy both of them. I'm and really liking this series Actually, a lot. number three was my total buy of all these issues. Nice. Uh, because I wish this was my G.I. Joe book. I know. <laughs> I like the story and I like the art. Yeah. It's very... It's just fun. It reminds me of the cartoon. Sunbow art. Yeah. It reminds me of the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, you have Deep Six. And it's cartoon G.I. Joe. see so many of yeah. these characters. Uh, Deep Six goes down to this German, I think it was a German, yeah, uh, German sub yeah. or ship, and they find these uh, explosives, Warheads. these missiles, yeah. We find out that Agent Chase is actually working. Abby Chase, Abby yeah. Chase is actually not working for Cobra. She's actually working for the Joes. For the Joes. Undercover. Um, you get her whole team teams up with the Joes. Uh, you find out that the President of the United States was Zorana. Was Zorana. Yeah. Um, the Joes have her prisoner. Yep. Number three, which was my total buy, we find out that they're setting up these explosives. Cobra's setting up these explosives with uh, triggers and that Major Blood, Firefly, and Zartan are being sent out. But they really don't want to. But they don't want to go. Firefly and Major Blood really don't want to go because there's no time to get out. Right. There's only 30 minutes from when they set (laughs) everything before the warheads arrive. Well, they didn't even know that. Right. And then uh, Cobra Commander makes a brief appearance to... Slap some guy off the head. Basically kills him, yeah. Um, we have, and we get the explanation, right? Uh, and that, from the who the danger girl teams yeah. are, and, and I love this double page spread where uh, Abby Chase is 
giving a briefing to the entire Joe team and her team, and you have, like, spirits there with freedom on his arm. Yeah, quick kick, roadblock, you, recondo, shipwreck. You got Mutton Junkyard, junkyard are both there. Duke, rock and roll. Beachhead. Jay, beachhead. Jinx, Snow Job. Dial Tone, the female one. Uh, no, no, that's not Dial Tone. Dial Tone's the male one in this. Oh, yeah, who's the... This um, is the teenage girl that's yeah. with uh, the Danger Girl team. Uh, I don't remember what her name is, but yeah, yeah Dial Tone in this, Dial Tone does guy, show up, yeah, and he's guy. a guy. Uh, you got Quick Kick standing there, which is But it looks players. like it's drawn like the DT, like yeah. the other... Yep. Yeah. This also made me want to read Danger Girl. I know, I almost bought a trade of it at Metal Ohio. Yeah. Then you have... Uh, I'm like, I don't know anything about it except they're the they, Joe thing. They do the bats real well, because the yeah. bats actually respond like disturbance detected, and you they have... just stalker and low light. light. yeah. It turns out that Snake Eyes is there and makes an appearance for the first time in yeah, three. Which that was awesome too. They didn't rely on Snake Eyes number one to carry the joke. Snake Eyes yeah. didn't show up until the third issue and he's only in there briefly to help help the team out. Stalker and Lola, yeah. Um then you had the Bravo team and the Alpha team, which they introduced all of them. Uh, which is the other thing I really loved about and this issue. An Aqua team on you the have freaking Cutter showing up. Cutter, yeah. For just briefly. Um, well, he's leading that one team. Yeah. yeah. Zartan tricks uh, Abby Chase into revealing herself. Yeah, she, she thought she was going to go rescue Flint. Flint. And here it was, it was Zartan. It yeah. was actually Zartan disguises Flint. Oh, yeah. And then Cobra Commander tells Zartan to, to kill her. Right. And that's where the issue ends. So yeah. I can't wait for number It's four. just so much fun. Yeah. It's, it's just, a really good fun story. Yeah. It's fun. That's yes. what it is. It's yep. fun. Um. You want to do uh, Battle Beasts? Or? Yeah, we can do Battle Beasts. Oh, you know, the issue I didn't bring in here with me was... Um, want to talk about He-Man number two? Yeah, we could do that. Because um, I can just do that one from memory. Um, bye. It was a bye. <laughs> I'm really enjoying it. Uh, we did I talk too, about this. Uh, but we some, have a little bit more knowledge of the Yeah, He-Man I was going to say, some people same. are only liking it okay... But I think it's bec- we're getting more out of it because we know that universe. I don't think we talked about this. I don't think this is a good miniseries to introduce people to He-Man. I agree. So, in that respect, I don't think DC is doing a great job to really ignite this franchise. Again. Yeah, you kind of have to go into it knowing a little bit about He-Man to yeah. understand and get something out of it. But I thought it showed uh, Skeletor as being extremely powerful with his magic. I mean, he's he's living in Castle Grayskull. He's living in Castle Grayskull. He almost. Kills uh, Beast, Beast Man. Man just by eating an apple. Yeah. Because every time he takes a bite in the apple, it's causing pain to Beast Man. Yeah. Uh, Trapjaw shows up. Yeah. Uh, it's. Yeah, Trapjaw's on the desert and Adam's there and he ends up rescuing Tila. He ends up right. rescuing him. Right. So the only thing I didn't like with Trapjaw, and I mentioned this to you, is that Trapjaw, it seemed like his mechanical arm changes more by magical means than by just a mechanical, mechanical means. Yeah. Because he seemed like he had a regular arm for a while. Right. Like Kronos. Yeah. And then uh, Tila and uh, Adam come across each other. And, and she feels like she knows him or right. something like that. There's and a bond connection. they come across some pirates in the desert. Uh, and what they were riding looked like the fleshy version of the bones that... that Battle bones? Battle bones yeah. thing. That, that's what it reminded me of. Could have so, been, yeah. I don't know. Um, so it was it was a good issue. Uh, Battle Beast number two and number three. Uh, number two, I gave a borrow. Number three, I gave a snarf. Really? I didn't like it. I am loving both of these. I am not really digging this story. Really? No. Why? I gave them both buys. I loved them both. Wow. Explain yourself. <laughs> no, you explain yourself. Because basically, what it is, it's it's, it's uh, they're they're hooking up with the one girl, mm-hmm. well, the one guy, Ram guy. The Ram guy's got fucking daddy issues out the ass. Well, sure, everyone has daddy issues. What he's like, uh, 
the the team to battle. I let them; they're all going to die. Blah 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 blah. No, the team he did leave. Yeah, did die. Yeah, and he's afraid that they're going to do it there, and he's afraid they're going to overthrow him. Blah blah blah. And I still don't know why they're all fighting. Because they all all want these artifacts that are ultimate weapons. Yeah, but that's what why they came there for. The girl. What do you mean, why the girl? Why does I understand that she spoke that language? Blah blah blah. But she has a connection to yeah. those weapons. See, I, I don't. I don't get why it's her. Because she has a connection to the weapons. Mm. She's the one that uncovered them. She's the one that has been able to decipher them. She's the one that activated them. Yeah, but it's their weapons and their stuff. They don't know how to work them. That's well, no, but getting. no, but she knows where they're at. Mm. They don't know where they're at. They just know that they're on that planet. So they want her to get, just for the to get the location of them. And then I really the other thing I really liked was it showed why she's able to decipher this language. She's like a language savant person. Well, I mean, she sees her like dead mother or something too. Well, she made a you see a background as far as why she's she's got issues with like being shot <laughs> and stabbed just because her mom died that way and she made a promise to take care of her brother. Uh, that was a promise she always made. I love the fact that you see all these different beasts every single page. Different, you know, you got. That's one of the things I enjoy with this. These issues is like, is what like are they going to come up with well, next? It seems like a lot of the fighting takes away from any kind of story, and it took me out of it. No, I, I think it adds to the story because they go into the subway because they feel like that's a safe passage to get to where they need to go. Then next thing you know, they're <clears throat> they're getting stopped. This guy who was her boss. It just seems like there's no downtime to explain what's going on because. There's a little bit of panel of what's going on. What's, constant, boom, battle, battle, battle. Constant fighting. Yeah. I love it. It's called Battle Beast. Yeah. It well, should be battling. <laughs> well, it's living up to that, yeah. Um, the issue three is where you get more of the background of Vorin. He's been kind of keeping something from her That's as the, far as his the, background. The guy, yeah, yeah, the Ram. He, uh, you find out that her boss took over this uh, armor by yeah, the end of the, the issue. Yeah, the guy, yeah, the, the human, yeah. He, he actually got hold of the armor and is learning how to control it. And it's believed that this armor... Uh, everyone believes that this armor will corrupt you, but Vorin believes that it, the armor will only bring out what's already in you. Yeah, it enhances what you're already about. So this human guy is evil, so of course it's enhancing his evil. Uh, Vorin thinks that he can actually control it. So Yeah, fat uh, chance. Well, we'll see. Uh, yeah, Mori eels fighting in here. I, I liked it because I got to see a bunch of animals fighting each other. Yeah, but the, awesome. the head ram's got daddy issues. Yes, he does, of yes. course. Yes, he does. Tell me any characters that don't have daddy issues. Yeah, I got Batman's got daddy issues. No shit. Spider-Man has daddy issues. Thor has daddy issues. Thor has daddy issues. They all have daddy issues. Yeah. You can't say that as, that's a bad thing, because every, almost every hero you know has daddy issues. Duke don't. Superman has daddy issues. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he does. Oh, Duke has daddy issues. No. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> I don't believe a word of it. Because Flint's his daddy. <laughs> no, no. Boba Fett don't have no daddy issues. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> if anyone has daddy issues, it's Boba Fett. <laughs> Boba Fett has, like, clone daddy issues. <laughs> all right, what else we so, got? All right, Snake Eyes number 16 and 17. Uh, buys both of them. Yeah, buys for both of them also. Uh, 16 kind of wrapped up the flashbacks of uh, Snake Eyes and Storm Shadow. Uh, it also showed that Snake Eyes did go in to rescue Storm Shadow. It didn't leave him to die. Yeah, he came to his rescue. Uh, I am very grateful that this issue also killed off this whiny little bitch. Oh, his the, the yeah the one character and like the only thing I didn't like with it is she says tell Snake Eyes I'm I am sorry so very sorry and then Storm Shadow says later, later to Snake Eyes will I ever know why her last words to 
uh, were an apology to you, brother. Because she assumed he was bad because he killed her husband. Right, remember? but didn't Storm Shadow know that? Yeah, but he does. Because the whole time yeah. she was bitching to Storm Shadow, why are you trusting him? Why are you yeah. trusting him? And then he goes, I don't know why she apologized to you. Because she finally realized she should trust him and he's right. probably the good guy. And that Storm Shadow's so the bad guy. So why should Storm Shadow realize he's bad, that? he doesn't see that. He doesn't see that he's the bad guy. I just, I just didn't like, I didn't like her as a character. I, she was, she, she did she nothing finally, but whine yeah, yeah, the whole but time. But she finally sees that maybe the Arashikage is not the way to go. Yeah, but she whined the whole time, so I was glad to see her die. Wow, get you. <laughs> well, she's a fictional character. Sure, it's yeah, okay to yeah. like that she died. Sure, good. Um, and then we get the soft master, uh, which I guess is a new take. I never knew that soft master was a big fat guy in in the Marvel run because I've never read all of that. Yeah. So, but th- I like this version of him, it's and it looks like he's training somebody else, and uh, he finds out stuff that you know. I guess Snake Eyes is out there and stuff. So yeah, he's going after him. Uh, issue number seventeen. We get to see Serpentor. Serpentor yeah. The art was really good on this, too. I, I enjoyed it, yeah. The artist on this uh, was Atilio Rojo. Uh, R-O-J-O. I assume it's Rojo. And, yeah. It takes a red-hot poker to somebody. I thought it was, yeah, it, to show their loyalty and stuff like that to be part of the, the clan. The coil. The coil, yes. Yeah. Um, we had... Uh, and they're on the run, the hard master. The hard master and the, and the, the girl. The girl. Yep. Yeah, they're on the run. Um, and the uh, soft master, I think, is still out there. Well, he's at the end of the book. Yeah, yeah. he's at the end of the book. Um, you got the red ninjas. You got snake eyes showing up so with the, the red, red ninjas, ninjas. Go all the way back to issue twenty-one. Yep. And John Thurman makes an appearance. <laughs> I'll tell you, it's not John Thurman. <laughs> I don't know, dude. The traveling businessman with like a, a goatee and glasses. That looks like John Thurman. Yeah, he's just a little bit more heavy set. Than well, yeah, this guy's is. a little bit bigger, but yeah. yeah. It was a really good issue. Uh, like I said, really good art, uh, especially after coming off of Robert Atkins' art, which is always awesome. Yeah. Um, this also was really, really good. So uh, you have Helix showing up at, at the, the very end. end. To go with the guy and try to find Snake Eyes. Right, yeah. exactly. So, and, uh, well, we'll get more. That's going to be the hunt for Snake Eyes. Right, which we get into with uh, G.I. Joe number 17. Bye. Uh, you... <sighs> no, no. I gave dude. this a borrow. You son of a bitch. No, it felt very filler. Mm. I mean, I know it's leading up to something purposely, yeah. but it was just kind of like, number one, I don't like that they, they dissed the USS flag. Don't diss the flag. Don't diss the flag. <laughs> this goes back to you having a flag. Right. I got you. Um, this I, hunk of junk. The art was like art was good. Rusty. Because it's Alex, Alex Cal, who I think when he did too many issues, got a little sloppy. Yeah. This was back to the Alex Cal art that I do like. Um, although good. there were times when There's I was unsure who a character faces, was, yeah. like I didn't know this kind of shadow. If you showed me this picture, I would not say that that was Duke. But you find out it's Duke through the word bubbles. Yeah. So Again, with the shadows and stuff. Maybe. Yeah. Cover girl, <laughs> looking smoking hot. Of course. I, um, Vulnerable. Yeah. <laughs> um, you have Doctor Mindbender, who this Cobra Commander would have just killed. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing that I didn't believe. I don't like the character of Savane. Scarlet's reaction to Snake Eyes being alive by kissing Mainframe was kind of weird. Love it. Um, <laughs> Love Triangle. I did like, I really liked the ending of it. There was a whole fight between Helix and Scarlet, which I'm sorry, sorry, but the, knowing what we know about Helix, Helix would kick Scarlet's ass. Dang, what happened? No, there was just blow for blow. But yeah, and then like shipwreck, shipwreck hose on him. Hose on him. Um, I do like that the Baroness... Is this? Here's the thing I was confused on too. Is the guy that the Baroness convinces to shoot himself? Is that the guy that was defending GI Joe? At yeah, the that beginning? was the, like the congressman or something. So like he that, turned yeah. like she's saying he turned traitor against Cobra. Against Cobra. Yeah. 
So I, that confused me a little bit because I was like, I didn't recognize the guy visually. Yeah. Um, so he was. She was either going to like kill him or make him kill him, kill himself. So he ends up killing. Himself. He has to yeah. kill him. Yeah, he has to kill himself because if he doesn't kill himself, kill then she's going to kill his whole family. And yeah. there's going to be another suicide note that says I yeah. had to kill all them too. And then at the back, there's the GI Joe's computer, and they're going through who's alive, who's alive, who's, who's dead, dead, who's in custody, and whatever. and they believe that Zartan might be dead, which is kind of funny. Yeah. So, um, and then they. Determined that they ha- that uh, Snake Eyes, Snake Eyes is, a, is with the Arashikagi, and now. that taking him alive won't be an option. Yeah. So that's when Target Snake Eyes is about to begin. So it looks so. like on all the books, all the crossovers, it looks like they're going to be yep. Joe's chasing Snake Eyes. Yep. Then we have uh, Cobra number 17. Bye. Yes, bye. This is the Major Blood uh, Flint saga. Yes. Uh, you get some more background to Major Blood. You find out how he lost his eye. Yeah. Thought he was married once. Which was really cool. Before. You find out how he, he, you know, hooked up with uh, Cobra. Yeah. Uh, which I thought was awesome. Him and the original Cobra Commander were the only two to have a family. Yep. Uh, Destro and the Baroness. They didn't have cool. family and kids and stuff, yeah. Yep. Uh, you have uh, Chameleon crying in the shower. Yeah, and that's Clock Spring or whatever. Yeah. He tries to go out on a date with date her. Date with her. She's like, yeah, just stop by and fix the stuff in the room. Thanks. Yeah. And, Shoots uh, him down. Right. Well, she he thought at first that she was agreeing to dinner, and then yeah. find out it wasn't. Uh, then we find out, I assume this is the October Guard. Yeah, but basically what it is in this story is you're finding out that Major Blood's still in custody and Flint's interrogating him, and he convinces Flint and tries to make Flint see that he's he's a paid man just as much as Major Blood is. Yeah. You, you follow your orders, I follow my orders. Right. You get money, I get more money, and I get to have fun with what I'm doing. Yeah. And you just have to do what you're told to do. Yeah. But you're still a paid man. Um, but yeah, so we have the October Guard breaks in. Uh, Colonel uh, Stern uh, wants a word, is what they tell uh, Major Blood. So, yeah. uh, so we're going to get the new October Guard. That's what it looks like. So, so. cool. Uh, we had G.I. Joe, Real American Hero number 182. Yeah, bye. Uh, give us a bye. Do you uh, like your spirit in it? Yes, yeah, spirit yeah. was in it. Uh, I saw that in the first couple of weeks. I'm like, oh, Ryan's going to love it. Yeah. <laughs> Spirit's in it. Uh, we had Darklon uh, trying to escape, uh, which he was pretty much let go intentionally. And he had some uh, Dreadnoughts. He had Zoran and Road Pig was in this one. Made right. A and they're making a, a deal with this uh, chick that they got uh, captured, Pale Peony, <laughs> she's known as. Pale Peony, yeah. Yeah. Um, and Zartan wants to actually unite Darklon and uh, Cobra Commander and Destro all together again. Mm-hmm. And Cobra Commander's like, what are you getting out of this? Do you want to, like, uh, wh- while we're at it, why don't we bring uh, Serpentor back and yeah, stuff, he's too? Like, Forget it, yeah, So um, Apparently he's still in some kind of animation slumber or something somewhere. Yeah. Serpentor. Um, and then uh, Darkline evidently his mask gives some intel also, and they had dropped off, which I assume, ha- if I remember right, happened last issue. Was where it like he- a... There was those uh, serpent, uh, the the what were the the viper vehicles and stuff like that, the serpent or something like that, Python Patrol. Yeah, the Python Patrol, the guys from from the last issue. Remember the Python Patrol like snuck into the area and they kind of dropped some stuff off. Well, the three guys that are out looking for them, you have Outback, Ambush, and I. What's the third guy's name? Uh, Outback, Ambush, and I want to say Pathfinder, but that's not it. Anyway. They end up trying to follow Darklon into the uh, desert and whatever. Low light ends up saving him. What happens? Yeah. Musk, muskrat. Muskrat. Yeah, there's muskrat. 
Um, well, I mean, even like uh, Outback has a black t-shirt on. It says survival instead of the white t-shirt. Yeah. yeah it's a little bit different. Uh, but Darklon escapes with a Python Patrol conquest. And uh, we see Road Pig and Zorana work, working with... Uh, Peony. Yeah. So that talking about possibly uh, doing a, a stealth merger with uh, with Cobra, it sounded like. Yeah. So... To be continued. Yep. And then we have a gallant gap real quick. <laughs> Which is uh, the cover. I don't know what the cover is going to tell you. It's it, it's, it's Flint <laughs> Lady with and Lady J and a flag in the background. It looks like Lady J got some pin particles. <laughs> she looks a little smaller. So she's smaller. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. Obviously, it's going to be a Flint and Lady J centric issue, I assume. Yeah, with the American flag behind it, it could be some kind of a American themed. Are, are they going to be the ones that track down Darklon? Maybe they'll be the real American hero. I think they're just. I mean, obviously, I think they're just going for an iconic image for the cover. Yeah. But um, yeah, so there you go. It could be. Two issues left. Woo-hoo. Voltron Year One number four and Voltron number seven. All right, Voltron Year One number four is a snarf, completely. Okay. Voltron number seven is a borrow on the low side of life. Okay, uh, I am very opposite of you. I give. Uh, I'm not surprised. Voltron Year One, I give a buy. Oh, that's horrible. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. Sven is uh, working. I like the the espionage, like the almost James Bond feel of it. I don't. Um, I like that his girlfriend. Uh, I assume it's his girlfriend called him out on uh, popping pills. Yeah. At the very end, so I like that twist on it. I like that he had. They're both agents, and that uh, the guy they're tracking down had his girlfriend dead to rights, okay. and she shot, and he shot, uh, shot him. With a secret gun. Now let's let's get this straight. We're reading a Voltron comic, right? Yeah. Okay. So we have this one here, Voltron number seven. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Oh wow, Voltron. <laughs> Who's missing in this book? Hey, Voltron. This is Voltron year one. Yeah, don't like it. This was meant to be without Voltron. I don't need to read pilots books. I don't need that. Why? Because I don't want to read that. When I pick up Voltron, I want to read fucking Voltron. I don't want to read uh, but you knew ahead of, of Sven. But I you, don't want but to you knew ahead of time this whole miniseries was not about I Ultron. I know, and I'm, I don't like that part about it. That's well, I really like it. it. I think the that's art... That's fine. If you, wanna, if you want to read about Pidge, Lance... Uh, yeah, I do. Then that's the book for you. Because if Vol- you want to read about Voltron... Because Voltron. Voltron doesn't talk. The pilots do. <clears throat> so fights. I want to find out more about the pilots and what's going on with them and this whole espionage thing that's going on. It's. I want to see the art's been be- seven the, issues the, since Voltron and the Blade art's Storm. better. The art's better mm. in that book than it is in this. The art is way better in Year One than it is in Voltron. This art is not good. I don't think they're good in either one. To be honest, no. With this you. art's good. In year One. I don't know. They're they're both kind of wonky. No. This is good art. I mean, this has some splash pages. This is good that's, art. That's good that's art. Not good. It's. It, you're it's, letting your the your no, like of the story. This is good art in year one. It's okay. What's it's wrong? Typical. It's good. I'm not saying it's great. I'm not saying it's like fantastic art. I'm saying it's good. I'm saying that's not good. I don't think I don't either like, one of them are great. I don't like. I didn't say great. 
Stop twisting my fucking words. All right. <laughs> I said it was good art. This is not good art. I wouldn't want either one of them in a book I like. This I give a low borrow to because I don't like the art at all. I gave a low borrow to it too. Um, the only thing that kept it from it is it actually has Voltron in it. I like. I see the lions. I like not the pilots. I like. Well, see the stuff I liked about this was the pilots dealing with uh, yeah, Zarkon. I figured you would. Or not Zarkon. What the hell was his name? Uh, the son's name. Purple boy. <laughs> oh my god. Grapezilla. No, it's not Grapezilla. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call him. Uh, what the hell was his name? I don't know, but he had a whole giant speech. Lotor. Lotor. Yeah. Um, Did you read that? Yes, I yeah, read this I whole too. thing. Oh, God. Yeah, that... I'll never get that, five minutes. That almost gave it a, a snarf because I didn't... The speech he's giving is, everybody, they print out. Yeah, it's it's prose <laughs> with just him a picture of him standing at the top. And I'm like, this should have been in word bubbles. Yeah, and it should have. Yeah. yeah, like... I like the lions being in here. Yeah, I like that they not, form Voltron. Yeah, I do too, but... Like you said, the the art on the lions don't look as I I just don't think the fierce I just don't should. I just don't think the story is that strong. It's not. It's really not. Um, as far as like why Voltron's there and everything no, else, it's not. Which I would rather see. Here's the thing: I would rather see Year One do what it's doing and build up to them finding the lions. I just don't think Voltron is that big to have two books out at one time. I agree with you. But and it, what it's doing is they should probably meld them together to make one. Well, that's what I'm good. saying. That's what I'm saying. Then I agree. Take take the year one. Yeah. Have them with you the mean, pilots and everything start else. Start with that, and then issue twelve, you get Voltron coming together. I don't even say issue twelve. Like th- this is issue four. I would say the first story arc, maybe issue five or six, like is when they finally come across the lions. Mm-hmm. And then because that's what a lot of the other ones did, except they happen like in issue one or two. This I'm fine with, like, it leading up to the Lions, and then have it be a story with the Lions and how they're learning to be pilots and all that type of stuff. This, much like the Masters of the Universe one, relies on you already knowing Voltron. Exactly. So, I mean, I do, so I'm enjoying it a a bit, but it's not a good introduction to Voltron. It's really not. So... So, so that's all the issues. We actually got through all of the issues. Holy shit, thanks for sticking around for four hours. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Let's give away a toy or something. Shit, <laughs> what the hell? So, uh, so, yeah, not, not too long of an episode, actually. I mean, it's long, but it's not as long as I thought it could be. Uh, we'll throw something in there to make it. Throw an Eskimo Pie commercial in there or something, yeah. Good what, humor, what, what would you do for a Klondike bar? Yeah, let's throw that in there. <laughs> what would you do for a Klondike bar? Um, would you would you go to the Schwitz for a Klondike bar? No, no. <laughs> I would. You'd go to the Schwitz anyways. Well, if I'm getting a Klondike, that's all the more reason too. <laughs> no. You don't like Klondikes? I like Klondikes. Not enough for a But I don't want to go to the Schwitz. Mm. No. Mm. There's not a lot of things I do What about an Oriental massage parlor? Would you go to that for a Klondike? No. No? No. Mm. <laughs> You'd be there in a heartbeat. Well, yeah, Sure. I like Orientals and I like Hondas. So, uh, this episode was sponsored. Yes, it was. So, let's talk a bit about that. Uh, it's sponsored by uh, Punisher Body Count. Body Count, yes. Which I've listened to a couple more episodes. So have I. It's very good. Yes, it is. Uh, it's well worth listening to. Again, I mentioned in the last episode, if you have even the slightest interest in the character of the Punisher, it's worth checking out their podcast. Definitely. Um, I will admit, I don't get through all of it in one listening just because... Well, the job prevents us from doing that. Right, yeah. but, well, not only that, but, like, 
the episodes are long. They're longer like ours. Just so, like ours. Yeah, sure. And I don't expect anyone to get through our episodes in one listening either. Yeah, unless you're like... I know it happens. Committed, yeah. Yeah. But, um... So I usually listen to, like, a part of the episode on the drive to work and listen to some more on the drive home drive from home, work. Yeah. And I kind of wrap it up when I'm going for a walk or something like that. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean they should do shorter episodes because I would be a hypocrite if I said that. <laughs> yes, you would. But it's good. It's all good stuff. I enjoy listening to them. And it's actually good to yeah, listen to Yeah, the back and forth between them. And yeah. the, you could, I learned a couple things about the pot, Punisher. And, you know. Yeah. And I don't know that much about the Punisher, so it, it's helpful It's always that a character too. that I've, I've always liked because I like to look at the character. I've seen the movies. Yeah. And that's where my knowledge of the Punisher is, is the going movies? in is the movies. Okay. And I, I do you're, like to look at the You're one of kid. those. I'm one of those. I do... Well, that's how I was with Star Wars, was right. the movies. Right. You know, the EU is yeah. through you. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know the movies from the Punisher. I've read a couple comic books. Yeah. I, I always have liked the look of the Punisher. I like what he stands for. Speaking of movies... I just want to kick everybody's ass. Speaking of movies, yeah. and this kind of relates to the Punisher because it's a similar style of character... We're going to review the Punisher. No, on my birthday, I went and saw Dread 3D. Oh, did you? Freaking fantastic. It was a phenomenal movie. All right, good. Uh, it's the way Judge Dredd should be done. Uh, it is not, I am the law. Yes, he says that line in there, but it's not the Sylvester Stallone. He basically says uh, there's a villain, villainous character named Mama, and he's like, Mama's not the law. I am the law. Um, did you say I'm above the law? No. That's Steven Seagal. That's Steven Seagal. A lot of action. If it came down to Steven Seagal versus The Punisher, who would win? Uh, the Punisher. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Um, Just i throw that out there. Yeah. That was another thing. You didn't come with any of the, the matchups at all. There were matchups? Yeah. In, oh, from In Robert? the Atkins Battleground. <laughs> oh, okay. I know. That's considered listener feedback, too. Oh, well, I thought that's form activity. If you want to yeah. learn about that, go to the forums. Well, we we usually cover okay, them on the we show. Okay, we have Doc and Lifeline. Right, so I said Doc. That's a push. Well, sure, Doc is aviator glasses. He's going to win. Right, he's pimp. Pimp, right. Yeah, sure. Okay, and then we had, um, it was Bosk versus, uh, it was a Trandoshan. Yeah. Versus, who was he versus? Killer Croc. Killer Croc. I did not comment on that, but I think Killer Croc had taken. I said that if it was... Claw to claw, not fist to fist, but claw to claw, Killer Croc wins. I think so. If they have all their weapons available to them, so Boss I don't, know what, wins. I don't know what kind of blaster Boss has, but I know Killer Croc. Oh, Croc's, he's got like a freaking His like cannon. skin is so tough. Doesn't matter. It's okay. a galactic bounty hunter. That's what I'm cannon. saying. I don't, I don't know if It's like a grenade launcher type boss thing. To, you know. Yeah. And then there was He Man Lino. Yeah, that was, I'm like, depends. Again, fist to fist, it's going to be He Man. All if, it's, all night. if it's like guerrilla warfare, it's going to be it's going to be Lion-O. What if it's just sword to sword? I I, I like the sword to omens better. <laughs> it doesn't matter what you like. What do you I would think? say sword to omens. Really? Yeah. Uh, so you know, sword of omens has been broke before. Yeah. So is the power sword. No, it has not. Yeah, it's been split in two. No. Yeah, it was. Oh, that's old. Comic. <laughs> I mean, that's like whatever. It was split in two, was it not? Well, I think the sorcerer split it in two to hide it. Sure. So it's less powerful. And that's why you must have both halves. Right. Of the power sword. Right. That's why the the, the figures, Skeletor had one half and He-Man had one I half. I don't know if the sword and put them together. Broken. Yeah, it was. When? I don't remember it. In the cartoon. Because uh, they had to go, and he had to he had to go somewhere in... Are you sure uh, you're not thinking of Lord of the Rings? No, 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 no. <laughs> Lionel broke it. Um, and he had to go in some... 
So you made it more powerful. Uh, no, it's a volcano. It was a fire guy. That's Lord and of the Rings. <laughs> no, it's fucking Thundercats, too. And he had to put it together. I'll YouTube it later for okay. you. And he had the, the fire guy had to put it together for him. Right. It was very Lord of the Rings. Frodo was there. There was a little guy with a ring. I think Snarf had a ring on his tail. Gollum. Yeah, and he kept going precious. Precious. No. <laughs> Which, by the way, I saw a trailer for that. I will love that movie. It looks good. The Hobbit. So Supposedly there's toys out for it right now. I haven't yeah. seen any in our local area. Yeah. But apparently there's going to be like three and three quarter, four inch figures and six inch figures too. Yeah, I'm not going to get any. But I didn't get any Lord of the Rings. They looked awesome. I yeah, I haven't bought any. I don't think I'll get any either. But, but maybe after I see the movie, I'll buy one. Maybe. I, I, I doubt yeah, it. Because that's how you roll. <laughs> yes, it is. So what other matchups? Uh, I think that was the last one, the He-Man and Lion. Wasn't there was the Aquaman, Namor? Did we already cover that? I don't think so. Oh, yeah, Aquaman, Namor. Aquaman. Sure, definitely. Um, I think there's been other ones, too. I don't so. Because you didn't do your ones. homework. Right. Um, Strictly from memory. <laughs> uh, but yes, go see Judge Dredd, uh, it, or Dread 3D. Yeah, go check out Robert Atkins' blog at robertatkinsblogspot.com. Um, it, it's a movie worth Go check out uh, Punisher you should Body go, Count. You should go see Dread 3D. Don't want to. Go check out you Punisher like Body it. Count. It has a feel like Robocop. Robocop was good, but I don't need to see it again. It's No, I say it has a feel like Robocop. It doesn't, it's I, not Robocop. But listen. But you know how it was like gritty and stuff like, like that? I like Robocop, but I don't ever want to see it again. I understand that. I didn't say it was Robocop, though. I seen Judge Dredd. I don't ever want to No, see. this is not Judge... That is not Sylvester Stallone. Uh, it is not... There's no Rob Schneider in this. <laughs> it is... This is... I don't know anything about okay. the character. I don't know anything remember about how I said? Remember how I... You don't need to. Remember how I said uh, Expendables was like total guy movie, the anti-chick flick movie? That's what this is, too. Right, it's explosions. I'll wait to see it when it comes to Redbox. It's, it's awesome. Something. Good. That's what I'm saying. All right. Um, I just don't need to spend 15 bucks to go see it. You didn't, I didn't spend 15 bucks. All right. Whatever. Eight. <laughs> money. Whatever. Um, yeah. Listen to Punisher Body Count. It, Definitely. It's well worth checking out. Thank you again for sponsoring this this episode. But, it, I mean, your show's awesome anyways. Yeah, we just you can't guys, say enough nice stuff about it. Yeah. Very interactive with those guys on the forums. Yep. So, yep. If you guys want to go to our forum at uh, forumforgeeks.com. Yep. Just about to give our information. It's uh, if You, it you can yep. find us at starjoes.com. You can find us at the forumforgeeks.com, which is our forum. You can interact with us every day on there. You can find us on uh, Twitter. It's at Starjoes Podcast. You can find us on Facebook. There's a profile page as well as a fan page. Uh, you can uh, find Ryan trolling around on chicks with dicks. You know? No, that's your oh, oh. That, that's your new show with Keith. Oh, chicks with dicks. Chicks yeah. with dicks. Nice. Um, that's your movie review thing. Oh, that's our. Oh, yeah, sure. So you guys can talk about your feelings and everything else. Okay. Uh, Mangina. <laughs> I, thought, I think we're going to switch the name to Mangina. Okay, go uh, ahead. Chicks with dicks. That's probably be taken. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, it's probably Mangina some, movie. Some transvestite. Yeah, Mangina movie. Great. Eminem. Um, Eminem. I, I won't listen. The Mangina movie review. Um, Eminem. Anyways, MMR. <laughs> uh, back to our information. <laughs> RHP. You live can, the dream. You can. Uh, we didn't have. Any, Good night, everybody. Wow. <laughs> you didn't have any. Uh, we didn't have any iTunes reviews. No. This time. No. What the fuck? So here's what I was thinking. You leave us. A, leave us an iTunes review. Mm-hmm. And then Chuck will take you to the strips. No, wow. <laughs> no, leave us, an I, leave us an iTunes review, and in the review, say what you want to say nice things about and who to say it. So if you want both of us to say nice things about GoBots, then put that in there. If you want Fuck that Chuck to say something nice about Judge Dredd, you put that in there. 
Uh, nope. Not you want me to say something nice about Chuck? Put that in there. <laughs> I'm going to write a review. Oh. I haven't left a review for our show, and I'm going to now. <laughs> you tell us in the review what you want to say something nice about, and who, which one of us you want. If you want both of us to say something nice, you can put that, whatever. Yeah. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. You can leave us a voicemail. You heard one today. We would love to get some more. Number is 440-941-JOES, J-O-E-S. Three ninety five a minute. Start. No. <laughs> no. It's no, free. No, it's free. Uh, star, star <laughs> Joe's podcast at gmail.com is our email address. Uh, please send some emails so Chuck actually has work to do. Yeah. And this time he might actually pay attention and do it. If there's not more than one, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Wow. No, send emails. Check us out on Stitcher Radio. Stitcher Radio, it's a free app for your mobile devices. Uh, radio for geeks. And find us at the Geekcast Radio. Uh, it's GCRN, baby. Yep. Uh, for life. And <laughs> GCRN for life. I don't know about for life. T-shirts on. I think that's that's everything. It should uh, be. It's twenty yeah. minutes of nothing. All right. So with that, we'll go ahead and close by saying the force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. Take care, everyone. Later. Boys, okay. Red alert! I didn't see you. And I couldn't see you. No wonder you don't have reflectors. They tell drivers where you are. I see what you mean. Remember, if you have to ride when it's getting dark, have the right equipment and wear bright clothes. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. The Transformers. <laughs> <laughs>